Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night out, you're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. What is up, Wrestle Talk Podcast family? How is everybody doing tonight? Oh my goodness gracious, it is a great, great day. It is Tuesday, it is 8 o'clock, that means one thing and one thing only. It is time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. And do we have a show for you tonight? We thank each and every single one of you for listening to our podcast, for supporting us. You can go to www.wrestletalkpodcast.com and listen to every single episode we have ever done. Even the even the, the episodes before Renee came on, we have every single episode. So what I want you to do is take whatever drink that you're drinking, whether it's beer, water, soda, whatever it is, chocolate milk, put it into your WrestleTalk Podcast beer mug, which I hope to God that you have one, because if you don't have one, what are you waiting for? You can get yours at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com and take a drink for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Man, oh man, oh man. I have not had a red dapple ale for quite some time and I still like it. You know, a couple of days ago, I, I finally ventured onto uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 online. I've never played Red Dead Redemption 2 online. I beat Red Dead Redemption, and of course, who do I run up against the Night Owl? And, well, the first thing I did when I came up with the Night Owl, I went to say hello to him, and instead, I ended up shooting the Night Owl, and it did not work so well for me, but we're going to go ahead and let the, the Night Owl tell you exactly what happened when the first time I came across him on Red Dead Redemption 2. Enter Timmy, hit that music. Loud and clear, sir. Loud and clear. Good to hear that. Good to hear that. Welcome, everybody, to episode 
295 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Joe, wonderful introduction. And yes, I have to say, you made a mistake. You crept up on me on my camp on Red Dead Redemption 2, and that was a very, very terrible mistake. It was. Since then, we started to work together, and we pretty much fell right on our faces together. Okay? Our first bout was a disaster. It was really, really embarrassing. And uh, to be frank with you, um, I think we can do a lot better. I really do. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, bro, because people didn't tune into the Wrestle Talk podcast to listen to us talk about Red Dead Redemption, video games, football, baseball, basketball, or anything else. People that tune into the Wrestle Talk podcast, we call them members of the Wrestle Talk family. They want to hear about professional wrestling. And you know what? I can't blame them because despite the fact that there isn't as much wrestling as we're used to, bro, there is so much going on, and we're going to get into a bunch of that tonight during the High Spot segment. But before we go there, Jonesy, i got to make sure that I show some love because if it were not for the members of the WrestleTalk family and our wonderful sponsors, we would not be able to do this every single week for you guys and make it available, everything 100% free, at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. First and foremost, these excellent mugs that you can get for $20, and we're giving you half, we're giving away half of the profits. You've heard, you guys have heard me talk about this before, to either, either your favorite wrestler, your favorite promotion, or your favorite charity. We make 10 bucks on each mug. Five of it goes to one of those three things. If you want to donate it back to WrestleTalk, we will humbly accept that, but don't feel obligated. There's a promoter, there's a wrestler out there that you know is struggling. Maybe you follow them on social media and they're talking about their struggle and how, you know, wrestling is a a serious uh, source of income for them and they're not able to do that right now. Then maybe that's where you feel it should go. But shout out to Rap Bugs Engraving, who actually, uh, Scott, just finished up three more mugs, Jonesy. One of them is for our buddy Todd, a.k.a. DJ Swag. The, the other one is for the Bleacher, a.k.a. Cody, the king of bleach style. And you're never going to guess who the third mug is for, Jonesy. This is going to even surprise you. One of our listeners paid to have one of the mugs customized, shout out to Susie, for the one and only Mad Max Morrison. So Mad Max Morrison's mug is done. I'm going to go pick it up later this week. I'm going to ship it out, and everything will be out on the road no later than this Friday. So hopefully everyone will have their mugs by the net, by the latter part of this upcoming week. So thank you guys for the support. That money's already been distributed. Folks wanted the money to go to because when we say we're going to do something here on the Russell Talk Podcast, Jonesy, that's exactly what we're going to do. Also, Royal Mills Transportation, safe, classy, and personalized transportation service, the Conspiracy Farm, Featuring Jay Hollywood and, of course, the one and only UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Milicic. Uh, and last but not least, man, i got to give a huge shout-out to the FWWC. Um, if you guys are interested in the fantasy deal, we talk about that more in the second hour. We kind of revamp the whole page. They have a page on our website. It's the Fantasy Wrestling page. Go over there check that thing out. There's posters. There's a description. There's even a video, a hype video, that we did going into the biggest show of the year. Shout out to my man, Ben Zandy, for that. So, guys, we are continuing to evolve. Things have been difficult without question, Jonesy. But let me say this, dude. The support is still there, and we love you guys. Our sponsors, 
our listeners, to anybody who's ever given a damn about Wrestle Talk, we love and we appreciate you, bro. So I want to make sure to get all that out um, before we really kind of get into the ritual of the show, which is what, Jonesy? We ask everybody to remove their caps, right? Isn't that what we do right around now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And make sure you're close to the mic, Joe. You sound kind of far away. Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and do it. Intern Timmy, you know what to do. Cue up that music as we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it. Damn it. Oh, 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 say, can you see and the rocket red Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. Awesome, let's get in a hot spot. Send your Timmy, hear that music. So I do have a have a high spot topic that I wanted to kick everything off with, Renee, uh while we uh uh, Chandon Thomas is going to be here in just a couple minutes. Um, so, the notorious Joey Ryan goes on to Twitter and he posts a tweet. It says, Give me Kenny Omega making enhancement talent look credible and a threat over Vader taking liberties on a guy just trying to get a job. Thankful that the bully culture in wrestling has declined and that will not, that we, we are evolving past it. So Joey Ryan has started off basically a shitstorm because you've got a lot of old school wrestlers that are talking about how, you know, that Vader was one of the nicest guys in the ring. And it kind of makes sense. If you got a guy like Vader, you're not going to have enhancement talent look credible against a guy like Vader. Vader's job Nor was to go in there and absolutely destroy the person that he was facing. Am I not wrong? Jonesy, I agree and I disagree with you, but I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I'm going to nitpick one particular statement. And his statement that bully culture is going away in professional wrestling, well, I don't think I can say it as eloquently as the WWF Hall of Famer. <laughs> FUCKING BULLSHIT! <laughs> Bro, that is the biggest sack of shit I've ever heard in my life. And I'm going to tell you why, Jonesy, because it has changed. See, the bully maybe isn't happening the way that it used to. But you know what is happening? Cancel culture is happening. Oh, dear God, don't you disagree with David Starr on Twitter. Because let me tell you, everybody in their mom is going to call you a Trump supporter and a racist. I mean, <laughs> they are still bullying. They are still bullying, bro. The difference now is it's, it's not only the elitist talent in pro wrestling, which there's elitist talent all over the world of professional wrestling on every level that like to talk down on the marks and shit on the fans and this and that. They say it's in character, but a lot of it is shoot. We both know it because we're both in the biz. 
But then you've got mm-hmm. all the people on social that like to destroy other people for simply having an opinion. I mean, if there's anything that's versatile, it's professional wrestling. We had Madman Pondo on, right? Madman Pondo, yeah. death matches are his thing, right? And then we'll go, you know, a, a couple of weeks later, and, and we'll have a, a Curtis Wild, right? And that's like a very traditional, old-school, Mid-South-type professional wrestling. And, and you go week to week to week here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, bro, we cover Japanese wrestling, Lucha Libre. So, really, whatever flavor of ice cream you're into when it comes to sports entertainment slash pro wrestling, you can find it. What, what the problem is, Jonesy, is that it's become a sport to shit on other people's taste. So, Joey Ryan saying that the bullying is, is over and it's starting to go away, uh, it's nonsense. Now, here's the part of it that I do agree with. Do I feel like the guys that are – because, you know, I go down to the, uh, um, the XWC training facility or whatever here in, in the Midwest, and I, I, you know, spent some time with Herb Simmons and SICW and some of these very credible, you know, Harley Races place. You know, I've been there, and I get a lot of love when we go over there. Jonesy, so I'm not saying it's okay to do, like, the hazing that used to happen, not only in professional wrestling, but, like, in college, you know, in, in sports or whatever. So hazing is going to exist. Some of it has gone too far. These stories are well documented. I mean, you start thinking about the Duke story, the lacrosse story from, you know, six, eight years ago. So hazing is a very real thing, and I think when it's harmful, it needs to be done away with. But at the same time, bro, like, how do you, how do you toughen a kid up, right? You put him on a bike, you let him scrape his knee, he doesn't get to come home and stay home, you know, like, as soon as he heals, back on the bike. So there's a certain of that, amount of that I think that needs to continue to exist, Jonesy. But at the same time, some of it has gone overboard. We've heard many stories you know, the, the hardcore hollies of the world and some of the things that these guys have done that are not okay. So there's definitely needs to be a balance. But Joey's saying that that's going away is nonsense, bro. It's just evolved. The bullying has changed, okay? And to not see that and ignore it is nonsense, complete nonsense. You get me? So those are just my thoughts, bro. But you know what? I, I, I don't... We, We've got a high-caliber guest getting ready to come on. But before we go there, Jonesy, I know we have a very, very important announcement that we need to deliver to the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast, which we failed to deliver last week. Jonesy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Eat, sleep, wrestle, May 2nd and 3rd, man. Why don't you go ahead and drop the detailed info for the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast? Exactly. On May 2nd and 3rd, eatsleepwrestle.com in collaboration with Walking on Hot with Raw Food Publishing is going to be presenting the Wrestling Bookmarks COVID Con, which is a free event, two-day online pro wrestling experience. It features a variety of professional wrestlers and historians from Jason Priestley to Dan Murphy to Scott Teal to Greg Oliver, God we've had on the Wrestling Talk podcast, to Al Isaacs, I mean, Everybody you can think of, Nikita Brzezikoff is going to be there. Dougie, uh, uh, Danny uh, Davis is going to be there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, it goes on May 2nd. It's from 9 a.m. until midnight. And then May 3rd is from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. And it's all live at wrestling at the uh, Facebook.com slash group slash wrestling bookmark bookmarks, and it's on Fight TV. Holy crap. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Well, 
And especially that last part of it, by the way, guys, that is a bit of breaking news. The announcements just dropped within the last 48 hours. Um, I'll tell you what, the fact that it's going to be on Fight TV is a huge, huge deal. Hit me or Joe up or the show up for more details on how you can participate. These guys are, are basically doing this. They're getting together and doing, uh, like, an incredible, like, roundtable type deal uh, to kind of fill the void, like what we've been trying to do, Jonesy. Fill the void while there is no actual wrestling going on. And you know what, man? It hurts. It hurts me. I know it hurts you. It hurts our content. It hurts the fans. But you know what? Who it hurts? I know it hurts them deep down in their hearts is the talent. Like the natural Channing, uh, um, the Channing Thomas that, that's going to be joining us right now. And, and let me tell you something. As we continue to do this tour around the United States, We've been very fortunate to talk to, to legends, old school guys like Tracy Smothers and Jonesy. We get to talk to some of the new guys. Like out of St. Louis, we talked to Jack Griffin a couple of weeks ago. But, man, let me tell you, when it comes to hot, coming out of the Midwest, guys that are making names for themselves just within the first couple of years of being in their business, I'm talking about a guy that's running a rough shot over at Top Row Promotions. Uh, Northeast Championship Wrestling, Beyond Wrestling, Let's Wrestle, Big Time Wrestling. I mean, I could just do the whole segment and talk about all this man's accomplishments so early in his career. But enough of that. We're going to play some music, and we're going to welcome in for the very first time, ladies and gentlemen, naturally gifted, naturally talented, the natural Kenny Thomas. Hey, man, I'm feeling great. Uh, I just finished a workout, and I was just watching a, a old Harley Race Terry Funk match today. Nice. So today's been a good day. Today's been a good day. Absolutely. You can never go wrong with watching a old Harley Race uh, match. I remember watching Harley Race. I think the first match I ever saw him was uh, WrestleMania three when he wrestled the Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Was that what, that's when he was doing the King, right? Yeah, yep. he was the good King, the King Holy Race. Yep. Man. <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest. One of the greatest. Absolutely. One, uh, Go ahead, Joe. Get uh, it off. Oh, I, I, it'd be my absolute pleasure. So, you have been uh, wrestling for, I mean, for quite some, some time now, and, uh, you know, you 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 were trained by Bo Douglas and Toto Loco, and also mm-hmm. a guy that a lot of people know from watching ECW and the WWE. You you uh, by Spike Dudley. What's it like being yeah. trained by Spike Dudley? Uh, so we I first I'm 22 years old. I've been doing this since uh, I was 19. And that's what that's where I started. I started at the Bell Time Club with these uh, with Bo Douglas and Toto Loco. So they kind of taught me what they know, taught me the basics, kind of broke me into the business, showed me their contacts. I've met some great people through them. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, yeah, two two years ago, I started 
just kind of branching out, seeing what else is out there. And so uh, this guy, Ryan Waters, uh, who was one of the trainers with Spike, kind of like sought me out and uh, he invited me to train. And I just kind of, I, I fell in love with, uh, I fell in love with how they train. You know, it, it was the fundamentals, it's the basics, but it's kind of like the meat and potatoes of wrestling. And that's kind of what, that's what they teach down there. That's what Spike and Ryan teach. It's just the, the meat and potatoes, the blocking and tackling, the fundamentals of wrestling. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So. Hello? That is is absolutely awesome. You know, just to be able to to, to say that 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 you you're being trained by uh, Spike Dudley. And another accomplishment is you are on your thirteenth month reign as the top rope interstate champion. How does it feel to be a champion for thirteen months, sir? That's over a year. That's a big deal. Uh, yeah, big deal. I mean. It's been it's been a wild year. Uh, I've seen so much growth in the past year, just as a as a champion and as a wrestler. Uh, I just feel like uh, every every month I'm tr- every month every day I'm turning corners left and right and just trying to be better than the the day before. So it's kind of I've really enjoyed it. Real, it's been a great reign. <laughs> I I can only imagine like that that that's that that is is. Is definitely pretty cool. Now, I actually wanted to to go from a uh, to a Twitter post that 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 you posted. It it says it is a cold, wet, windy, and it's a Monday. But you couldn't be any more grateful. That is absolutely amazing. That that's like like saying that you know no matter how bad things are, you are still still grateful. What made you want to make that uh, uh, tweet? Well, I've been really just. Uh, kind of the, trying to fix my mindset. As I used to think it was kind of BS, you know, like uh, whatever, just people just being super positive. It's kind of annoying. And then uh, I just kind of started feeling bad for myself, I guess, and I just wanted to make a change. And so I looked into all this, what, like, the great athletes, what is LeBron James, like how does he think? M- Michael Jordan, how does he think? Tom Brady, how do they think? And they all have a, a, a similar attitude where it's just it's all about the work ethic. It's all about how your attitude is, it, it, how you view things. You know, so I'm just trying to see, uh, find positives in the negatives right now. And I feel like that's just kind of, it's it's crucial during this like the crazy times we're going through right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find positives in every day. Absolutely, like that that that, that that's the only way. To be, you got to find positives in something every single day. Well, I don't want to take up all of the time because I know that Renee's been chomping at the bit. So, Renee, why don't you go ahead and take over with whatever questions that you have, sir? No doubt. I, I absolutely will. And uh, and I wanted to say this. Uh, great, great uh, reference, Jay Hollywood, because he, he just said attitude of gratitude. And it sounds like it's really made a, a difference for you, Channing, and that's good to hear. Uh, that positivity in a world that, that tends to knock you down, beat you up, uh, you know, to, to be able to stay positive I think is a great trait, and I hope that you're able to keep it. So my first question is this. What has been the most pain-in-the-ass part of this shitty quarantine outside of not being able to do what you love the most 
and that's going oh, to be in the square circle, bro. What's been the hardest part of this deal for you? So it's I it's undoubtedly the top of the list is not being able to wrestle or train wrestling. I've just I've been watching so much wrestling the past couple of weeks. I'm literally chomping at the bit to get in the ring. I I I miss it. It's a home. Um, as far as what else, I just think it's like the most pain in the ass thing is like I went to Home Depot a few weeks weekends to go uh to build something i built a pull-up bar in my backyard just because the like the the gyms have been closing and i've been really itching to work out and the what i was doing was kind of getting lame so i needed to add something and just the most painful part was you gotta wait in line now it's i'm gonna i'm grabbing my four or five things i know where i want to go and it's like fucking up can i swear i'm sorry uh yeah bro no you're good it's like Disney World You're waiting good, in yeah. lines to go on the rides. It's it's crazy. And there's no express pass, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that's terrible. And I know how it can be, man. We we all want to get stuff done and to have to wait in those lines, man. It's a real pain in the ass. I'm just grateful the stores are still open, man, because for a while there, they were trying to shut the whole shit down, man. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. Is what it's yeah. Super, you're uh, right. Let me, let me ask totally you. Worth. Let me. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. I'm sorry about that. If I cut you off, so I'm going to jump to something no completely different, and and I'm making a little bit of an assumption here, uh, Channing. Um, so yeah. I hear the name Channing Channing Thomas. You're 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 what I would call traditionally handsome. Okay, no oh, homo. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I think it it works for you. It's part of the gimmick. So did any part of you? And, and think Channing Tatum, Channing Thomas. I'm a good-looking guy, you know, boy next door kind of deal. Is there any play from the natural Channing Thomas to Channing Tatum, or is that completely unrelated? It's it's crazy. It, it's completely unrelated. However, so many times, so many times, uh, announcers have just thought like it was a typo and that they meant to type Tatum or that they've had like a Freudian slip. And I've been announced as Channing Tatum a few times, like more, more than a handful. So <laughs> I'm, I'm certain people are kind of like disappointed when they're like, Oh, we're six two Channing Tatum, handsome guys here. And then I come out and I'm, I'm like a, a C plus level Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're like the uh, the store brand. Um, yes. <laughs> well, listen, don't feel bad, bro, because some of us have never been confused, not even once. <laughs> Especially not my wife. She's never confused me for Channing Tatum before, man. I'm telling you. Crazy happen to you 
uh, with any of the fans, maybe some of the grandmas in the crowd. You know, grandma, there's always a grandma at every independent wrestling show. <laughs> have you had anything uh, awesome happen to you so far in your career? Uh, I do have one good interaction. So the fans out here are, they are ravenous. They they do not, if you are a bad guy, they cannot stand you. And they will let you know that they hate you. They'll, like, I was doing this one uh, one show with a couple guys. Uh, I was doing this one show, and I was wrestling this guy, Nico Silva. And the fans absolutely loved him wherever we were. He was like a John Cena type. Like, the fans just absolutely love him. And, like, the ladies love him. And, like, then there's Grandma, who is just flipping me the bird as hard as she can. Um, <laughs> another, another, good, another good time. Uh, this dude, Shay, Shay Cash, he, one time he grabbed me, and he had, like, me in, like, a, a chicken wing, and he's bringing me around the crowd, and the crowd's hitting me. And one kid, he, he was, like, five or six, so it didn't hurt, but he, like, coughed back and just clocked me in the face. He... I was hmm. like, oh, my God, there's, I have a great photo of it. It's literally, it, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, the uh, fans can definitely get into it. When, when I was, uh, I remember re- refereeing, my first ever time I refereed, I, I was doing my job, and there was this old lady in the crowd, and, and this lady, like, she loved to heckle, like, the wrestlers, referees, and I'm sitting there doing my job, and all of a sudden I hear this old lady go, Ref, you fucking suck. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's always old ladies. They just they love yeah. giving people they the business. It. I don't get it. And they're good at it, bro. <laughs> they're really, they're really, really, they're really, really good at it. Kudos to the grandmas out there. Shout out. Yeah, sh- shout out. All right. Well, I got one more question. I'm gonna throw it back to Jonesy here. So we're talking about your experience, right? And, and you know, you share, thank you for sharing with us. You know that that experience of of um, of doing what you do in front of those fans. I'm curious to know. Three years in the game, you're working for a lot of high profile independent promotions uh, up on the uh, Eastern Panhandle. So here's here's my question: Have you had a wow moment yet? Like maybe when you're in the locker room and you're sitting across from I don't know Kevin Nash, Scott Hall some legend or some person that you've looked up to for a long time and you're like, wow, I'm in the effing locker room with so-and-so. Has that wow moment happened to you yet in your career, uh, Channing? Uh, it has, actually. It, 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 it didn't really come like that. It, it came from Teddy. So I started watching wrestling in around 2005. Theodore Long was the general manager of SmackDown at the time, and that's what, like, play up, me and play my old – Yes, exactly. Holla, holla, if you hear me, let's make a tag match. <laughs> um, let's go! <laughs> so, so Teddy Long's on a show that I'm on, and uh, he he sat next to, like, my older brother for some reason. It just happened to be where my older brother was sitting. It was kind of close to the locker room. So he sat next to my older brother, and he watched the whole match with him. And it was, it's just kind of like, oh, and then like Teddy Long's super nice. So he comes back and he like, he kind of critiques the matches. He gives you some feedback and it just, it was so weird. It's like, wow, ref, I was watching him on TV with my older brother back in 2005. And now 15 years later, he's giving me advice on shows. It's like a full circle moment. Just very, very like 
awe-inspiring. You know, it's like, wow, this is like I'm headed in the right direction. This is what, like, feels good, you know? Bro, and you're just getting started, bro. Do you believe, can you can you even fathom that? Like, you're just now getting started. That's got to be kind of cool for you, right? Like, to have had that moment already and you're just over three years in, like, that. that's pretty dope, man. Like, I'm a little jealous I know. of you, man. That, that's really cool. And, and it's it, it just makes me think it's like, wow, what's gonna what does the world hold, you know? Like what does three, four, five years from now, what what stories am I gonna be telling? What different like directions, where did I go, all these paths? Uh and there's so much wrestling nowadays and like there's so much high profile wrestling. Like you look at it's not just like the WWE, you have N W A, MLW, Ring of Honor, uh, you have all those great Japan the places them, and then you have yeah, some wicked which is really good high-level independence, too. So it's just there are so many different career paths in wrestling, and it's so weird. Uh, It's actually – it's great. It's great for business. It absolutely is. Well, I have two last questions, but I don't want to be selfish. I know Joe's a big fan of yours uh, just from what we've seen following you on social media and some of the stuff on your YouTube. uh, Well, that is on YouTube of you. Guys, it's real simple. Just look up the natural Channing Thomas. Uh, there's tons of stuff on there uh, that, that you guys would absolutely dig. Uh, don't don't take my word for it. Go and look at it. And just some of the stuff from Top Row Promotions is, is top-notch. Top Row is top-notch, no question about it. But, Joe, why don't you jump back in here, man, and then I'll wrap it up with my final two. Uh, I, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I went on to YouTube, and, and I watched a couple of your matches, and one of the, the, the matches – that intrigued me was because of how brutal that this this match is. Like this isn't a regular Falls Count Anywhere match. It's not a a, a regular wrestling match. You wrestled a guy by the name of Nico Sylvia in a dog collar chain match. How did it feel to be in that brutal of a match? It was just. In, it was intense. There's like a <laughs> so me and Nico. I was actually just talking about him. Uh, me and him were going back and forth for a few months, and things just kind of escalated to where there was no running, and we were we were locked together. And you you kind of forget that the chain has weight, so like you have all this weight on your neck, and you don't realize how uncomfortable you are at first when you first put it on. Um, but this this match was was brutal. He I remember him just clocking me and clocking me and clocking me. Uh it just we were going back and forth throwing bombs. It was it's definitely one of my favorite matches that I've had at Top Rope just cuz there was there was so much emotion in it. Uh mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, it was it was intense, man. Intense, intense, intense. Yeah, it, it definitely was a, a intense uh, match. Now, my last question before I throw it back to Renee for his final two questions is, uh, you know, you've had a, a lot of uh, uh, different nicknames, and one of the nicknames is The Professional. Now, how did you come up with the nickname The Professional? <laughs> oh, man. I like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just a – at heart, I'm a bro. I'm – that's so. When I first started wrestling, that's what they, that's what they wanted me to, to like kind of portray is this like this this frat guy, and 
we're just kind of <laughs> we're just kind of spitballing ideas, and we're like, what if there was like a a guy who you hire him and he just makes your like party better, and like he's like a professional bro, and it just kind of was like <laughs> boom light bulb, like professional. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, that those are some fun times, some very 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 fun times. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. All right, Renee, why don't you come in here with your final two questions for uh, 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 Channing? No no doubt about it, man. And, and really, I'm going to see if I can consolidate it into one. So, and here it is. Um, I've seen that just by watching you, like, you've evolved. You've done some different things. You've dyed your hair and you've, you know, had different personas or whatever. Like, talk to us through that evolution, if you don't mind, like, when do you decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to give this a try out in the audience and see how it goes? And, and what are you looking for, for that confirmation that it's working? Um, I know, again, there's been a bit of an evolution with you and your persona. So can you talk to us a little bit about the psyche that goes in to where you were when you first started, when you debuted, to the more polished, natural Channing uh, uh, Thomas that we see today? I, I know you like how I did that. I kind of snuck that in there. Right? Like, I know you like that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Thanks, um, bro. Thanks, thanks. Yes. So basically, it it was just all about kind of me getting more comfortable in the ring, um, and that kind of had a lot to do with going to spike school because uh, I was learning there. Kind of uh, really helped accelerate my growth because it was just a really good learning style for me. Um, so it really came down to like when I was thinking, kind of as a wrestler is like, I really, as I was transitioning away from the professional, like last year, I really didn't have anything or like any kind of direction on where to go. And I would always throw ideas out there, just stupid, dumb ideas. Cause you never know what's going to stick. And it's, and I just, I really love wrestling. Like I love being in the ring and I love like putting on holds, you know, just the psychology of it. I love, it's an art. And I, it, I still think of it as a sport too. So it's kind of, I'm trying to, it, I want it to be competitive. I want it to be like an art form, but I want it to be competitive and I want it to be real. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of jumping back and forth. I don't have this gimmick, but I'm still using like the professional name. And I was kind of always athletic. Like I have a really high drop kick. I, kind of just look like a blue chipper like a natural athlete and that's kind of where it just came from it was uh, he's natural he's a natural at this this is what he loves to do he's a natural at it so it was it that's that's where the whole natural came from as i it's not really bold but it doesn't have to be because that's it i'm not a gimmick guy like i'll entertain you in between the ropes with the wrestling and i'll leave someone else who is maybe more super charismatic or they have some, they do face paint or something like that. And they're really like weird and creepy. No, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm just, I want to get in the ring. I want to do my business and I want to win. Love that, man. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you what, I think the days of dressing up as a plumber or uh, as a construction worker, like those days are are dead and gone. So guys just being themselves, right? Being natural. I think that's what's trending, and that's okay, guys. That, that is okay. Be yourself. Whether we're talking to the MCW, a heavyweight champion, uh, Kikoa Mana, or we're talking, uh, you know, to, to Channing Thomas, what I keep hearing week after week, Nightbeard Jones, 
is that, hey, don't try to be somebody who you're not. Just be the very best that you can be, and there's no question that you're going to have success. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ask one final question because I think it's probably in the best interest in all of us. What can fans expect from you upon that bell ringing once again in the great state of Massachusetts? Because it's been, I think, over 45 days since a bell has rung for a professional wrestling contest in the state of Massachusetts. What can the fans of the natural expect when that happens? What are some of your goals, some of the promotions that you're looking to make noise in? Go ahead, tell us mm. right now, and tell us where people can keep up with you on uh, on social as well, please. Oh, perfect. Well, first, uh, Renee, I just want to say you you kind of summed up what I just said perfectly in that last little uh, bit. So thank you for doing that. And um, I just one thing I really want to come back with is a chip on my shoulder, and not a bad chip, not like a like an F the world chip, like a a negative, but I want to come back and I want to be like hungry and I want to be noticeably hungry. And I kind of want like an infectious energy around me. I want people to be like, I want to work with that guy because he looks great. He makes me look good. We're going to have an intense contest and people are going to love it. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to bring back when this all gets started. He's right. It's been 45 days in 45 long days. And I've really been thinking it. Now I just want to, I want to come back. I want to come back focused. I want to come back strong in some some goals I have, I really want to go to Japan. I want to go training in the dojo. I want to go live there for a month. And I'm hoping to make – I mean, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that now, but I was hoping for maybe sometime next year, 2021, January. Uh, I don't know how we're looking with that now, but those are one of one of my big things is I want to, I want to travel the world. I've been to England. I've wrestled in Canada. Uh I want to go to Germany and Europe. I want to go. I want to go to Japan. I want to wrestle everywhere. If I could wrestle on Antarctica for some penguins, you bet my ass I would be freezing. <laughs> <out there. laughs> Dude, quick question: When you went to Canada, did you um, did you work with Danny Duggan, or was it like another promotion? Uh, it was another promotion. It was uh, Next Wrestling Entertainment over in the Maritimes. Next. Okay, okay, awesome, awesome, thank you so much, and I know we got a lot of uh, love up in Canada as well, so I just wanted to double check. Well, Jonesy, I think we're nearing the end of our time, and did you have any final thoughts or questions uh, for the natural Channing Thomas? Uh, okay, it looks like Jonesy's screening some callers. Sorry, sorry about that, Channing. Oh, you know what you didn't no do? No worries, so, we're, we're good. No, 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 it's all right, he's screening, we, we got some callers on the line, so... Channing, your social, how do people get a hold of you on social media? How can they follow you after listening to this awesome interview on the Russell Talk podcast? All right. My Instagram and my Twitter handle are both at Chan Thomas Pro. So that's C-H-A-N-T-H-O-M-A-S-P-R-O. So Chan Thomas Pro on Instagram and Twitter. My YouTube is Channing Thomas. You can find most of my matches if you look up Channing Thomas versus uh, – my Facebook is Channing Thomas. You can find me on Channing Thomas. I'll be pointing to my smile. You you could have missed the picture if you wanted to. Uh, and those are my social medias. No, no doubt about it, guys. Make sure you follow at Chan Thomas Pro on IG or Twitter, uh, Channing Thomas Versus on YouTube once again, and just Channing Thomas 
on Facebook, and yeah, he'll be the guy that's kind of pointing at his smile, because the man's got a million-dollar smile, and he's got billion-dollar moves inside the square circle. There's no question about it. Jenny, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight, man. Absolutely awesome interview. Uh, we'd like to have you back sometime before the end of the year, if you're willing. And really, lastly, most importantly, we would love to welcome you in as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, man. Thank you so, so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. I had a blast. Joe, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for bringing me on tonight. Thank you. You got it, brother. Grace and peace. All right. Take Ladies and gentlemen, the natural Channing Thomas, Nightmare Jones, I know you're back now. Bro, what a great young talent, an enthusiastic guy. And I'll tell you what, I've seen the reaction from the fans. Some people love him, some people hate him. But you know what, dude, what is the defining attribute of a successful professional wrestler? He always gets a reaction. So the natural is, is, is exactly what his name says. He is a natural in the business. He's only 22 years old, three years in the game. Do not be surprised. If you see this man on television, pay-per-view, fight TV, new, I mean, some, you're going to see this dude somewhere on a much, much bigger stage. That said, shout out to all the promotions that are giving this man an opportunity to, to groom himself and to develop and to grow. These are the stars of the future, Nightmare Jones, and I'm very, very excited about it. Okay, folks, looks like we got a little bit of a connection issue with our Boy, Nightmare. Nightmare, are you here, brother? I mean, um, I want to make sure that uh, that the fans can hear you as well. Are you, are you there, Nightmare? Nightmare, buddy, are you there? Hmm, I'm not really sure what's going on with Nightmare Jones, guys. I apologize for that. Let me, let me see if I can get him back on because I want to get his thoughts uh, on Channing Thomas. Nightmare, are you with us? Nightmare Jones. Nightmare Jones. Okay, uh, maybe we're going to get Nightmare Jones back here in just a couple of moments, guys. Don't fret. It's all good, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I do feel a little disappointed, but it's okay because, oh, you know what, he just disconnected. It looks like he's going to call back into the service, and we're going to get him back on. So, everybody, hold your horses. Uh, our next guest is going to be joining us here in just a matter of moments, and, and I will tell you what, I'll tell you guys this. You know, a little bit earlier, Joe brought it up. Um, there's a lot of really great things that are happening uh, despite, you know, this COVID-19 pandemic. And some of our friends, some of the members of the WrestleTalk family um, are doing some pretty cool stuff. And I want to go ahead and read this off for you guys. And I'm going to read straight off the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the notes here because I don't want to miss anything up. So in, in case you guys didn't hear earlier, um, May 3rd and May 2nd, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., EatSleepWrestle.com in collaboration with WOHW, that's Walking on Hot Waffles Publishing, will be presenting Wrestling Bookmarks COVID Con, again, on Saturday, uh, May 2nd, and Sunday, May 3rd. The event is free. It is a two-day online wrestling, pro wrestling experience. In addition to all the authors and historians that are scheduled to appear, there will also be special guests, including some of these are former WrestleTalk guest gang, Kenny, star maker Kenny Casanova, Madman Pondo, professional wrestling referee 
dangerous Danny Davis, who is one of Joe's heroes, from what I understand. The producer of 350 Days, uh, Evan Ginsberg, uh, Swaggle will be there, and many others. There are even um, there will even be an appearance by WWE Hall of Famer, The Bird, Coco Beware. If you wanted to learn more about professional wrestling, make sure you guys attend. Again, the event is called Wrestling Bookmarks COVID Con. Check out the, check them out live at uh, their Facebook page, which is called Wrestling Bookmarks, and also on Fight TV Saturday, May second, and Sunday, May third, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. That said, Jonesy, before we bring on uh, the King Sage, Mercer will be joining us in just a matter of moments. You got to tell me what you thought about the youngster man, Channing Thomas. What an impressive young man. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, yeah. He was, was absolutely awesome. He was absolutely awesome. Like, he was able to, you know, do so much in such a, a, a little amount of, of, of time. And, and I can promise you that you are going to hear the name Channing Thomas a lot more in the recent in, in the recent next couple months, next couple years, before you know it, you're going to, Chain and Thomas is going to be a household name. I'm guaranteeing it. So. Guaranteeing. I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> I love it, Jonesy. I absolutely love it. Well, you know what? Since you got to take yourself a little bit of a break, why don't you go ahead and do our next introduction, baby, because we're going from Massachusetts, the great state of Massachusetts, one of the first 13 original colonies, Okay. Now we're going to the great state of North Dakota, and I'm very, very excited about this. So, Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and introduce our next guest tonight? So, this this next gentleman that we are bringing on, he's had so many accomplishments inside the professional wrestling ring. He's He was the first professional wrestler to unify the NWA North Dakota and South Dakota championships. He's a former elite wrestling initiative champion, a two-time elite wrestling initiative diamond champion. He's the winner of the 2012 Elite Wrestling Initiative Battle Bowl. He is the, the uh, chancellor of Elite Wrestling Initiative. This guy has defeated one of the greatest challengers in his life by successfully overcoming cancer during his career. That's right. Mercer Sage made cancer tap out. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our <laughs> pleasure to bring on the King Mercer Sage. I've been doing the. Uh, I've been editing a lot of shows for uh, the Elite Wrestling Initiative. Uh, it's been keeping me busy. So. Oh, I, I 
can 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 agree to that. Like you know, that kind of stuff always keeps you busy. So you know, you were the first wrestler to unify the NWA North Dakota and South Dakota championships. How does it feel to have your name be on that list of accomplishments, sir? Uh, honestly, it was, uh, it's it's really cool to be one of be on uh, to to have uh, an NWA title in any format uh, on my list of accomplishments. Uh, it was uh, it was really early on in my career, and uh, I remember when I saw it on the NWA website, I was uh, really marking out hard for it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, just uh, the the NWA has really, really, really made a comeback recently with the NWA power. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are watching the NWA right now, and and to have that that accomplishment is 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 absolutely awesome. So, so you are the uh, chancellor of uh, Elite Wrestling Initiative. How did you become the chancellor of Elite Wrestling Initiative? <laughs> well, basically, I uh, I just declared myself that. I mean, uh, <laughs> the EWI is uh, is uh, my company. I started it in uh, 2011, and uh, I originally didn't want to be on uh, on the stage as uh, as um, a CEO or anything like that for the company. I hired. Uh, um, Sylvester J. Fox to be my commissioner to uh, take care of the business side of things on, on as far as the stage part of it goes um, and then he kind of outed me as the boss and then so everybody just started you know referring to me as the boss so I eventually just said uh, you know fine I guess I'll just declare myself chancellor because I don't like using um, uh, other terms that like general manager I, I hate those terms in wrestling today uh, so I didn't want to use anything like that. So I figured uh, Chancellor was um, a very good title to go with. And you would be correct. So uh, the the name Chancellor is 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 a, a pretty awesome name to uh, uh, go by. Um, so my final question before I throw it back to uh, Renee is: You had the opportunity to to wrestle a a guy that's been on the uh, uh, Talk podcast BB4 by the name of Jaden Roller. What was it like wrestling Jaden Roller? Oh, you know, it's pretty easy. Uh, I, I train Jaden Roller. So, um, you know, whenever you train somebody, it's fairly simple to work with them. Uh, you know, I know I've known Jaden uh, since he started in wrestling. So, um, you know, um, for me, it's just, uh, it, it's, I'd like to work with him again uh, now that he's uh, such a big uh, hot ticket on on the NBC nowadays. Um, but I don't uh, I don't know when that will be or if it'll be. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's a great he's a great guy though. Okay, so it, it was more of a teacher versus student match then. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Pretty dope. <laughs> That's pretty dope. That, that that definitely is. All right, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have before we, uh, uh, with whatever questions that you have. And I know you've been chopping at the a bit, so. No, no doubt about it. And, and again, uh, Mercer, thank you for making time. I know editing can, can be a full-time uh, job, uh, you know, working as a commentator, promoter, 
uh, ring announcer, doing a bunch of different things in the, in the sport myself. I know how all-encompassing uh, something like that can be. So, so thank you, first and foremost. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's uh, been uh, two years behind, so I'm, I'm just catching up. I'm only a year behind now. <laughs> hey, no better time than now, right? <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, I could use, I could use I another to... month off, honestly. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you could, and you still wouldn't be done, because that's a that's yeah. a never-ending gig. That's that's for sure. Well, here's the first thing that I wanted to ask you, and I want to kind of um, redirect this back towards the theme of the show, and what we've been doing. And I'm sure you'll appreciate this because you're a guy that's traveled uh, for the sport of professional wrestling. We're going around and we're talking to somebody from every state in the United States. We're going to hit all 50 states. And, right on. You know, North Dakota maybe isn't at the very top of anyone's list when they think of, like, where the premier professional or independent wrestling is. But mm-hmm. if you look closely, there are a couple of promotions that are having some success in the state. So here's my question to you. Um, what are some of the, the benefits and challenges that you found uh, running your promotion out of uh, North Dakota, and how would you describe wrestling and the fans of North Dakota? Is there like a style? Is there like a like a vibe that the North Dakota people give off, the fans and the workers? Like, can you kind of see if you could put that into words for the uh, listeners of the Rest Talk podcast tonight? Right. Um... Well, there's not a lot of workers in North Dakota, for one. Uh, so the workers, uh, the vibe that they have is the uh, only thing I can say is hardworking. Uh, but because, I mean, there's, there's uh, all types of different types of workers for the few workers that we do have out of this state. Uh, so it's hard to just say that they have one in any independent style because, uh, um, you know, I know that, that uh, mine has produced a few uh, – decent wrestlers in their time um, and I've trained uh, uh, quite a few here in Bismarck Mandan and then there's me of course uh, so uh, it's hard to just narrow it down to one specific style as far as the wrestlers are concerned but uh, the crowds are one word, hot um, they, they, they may not be um, you know they're not going to be like in the hundreds of thousands here but they are passionate fans they are loud they are excited and um you can go from state to state and you'll learn one thing is that north dakota fans are a whole different type of set of uh fan base by itself they don't uh they don't react the way they do in other states they react completely passionately it's just a whole new bag for them um they're excited they love wrestling and uh it's uh fun to perform in front of them Oh, dude, that's great, and I'm sure they would absolutely uh, love to hear that. I know the fans don't get enough uh, enough credit, but I'll tell you what. Uh, we've got a listener of the Russell Talk Podcast is chiming in. He says, I'm moving to North Dakota on the 2021-22 and plan to go to the school at uh, Tanaka School in Fargo. So shout out to you, Cato, uh, uh, to Cody. I know you're also thinking about going uh, into the pro wrestling world. So, man, maybe we can hook you guys up and make something happen. Because it sounds like uh, Mercer, uh, the Sage King here, uh, is pretty good at training up-and-coming talent. And we were talking about Jaden Roller just a little while ago. So maybe we need to make that connection happen. What do you think about that, uh, uh, Sage King? 
Yeah, it uh, works for me too. I mean, it's up to. It depends on where he's moving to. I guess. I guess that's the real question. Oh. If he moves in the Fargo area, then I guess uh, Tanaka's his ticket. If he's more central based, then that's where I'm at. There you, there you go. So there are most definitely some options there. I'd love to hear that. Um, I had kind of an interesting question. Uh, well, at least I think is uh, a little interesting. Um, when we're doing our research, we always like to kind of take a look at some of the work that you've done, uh, some of the videos on YouTube, on your personal page. And I noticed yeah. that we share something in common. Uh, we're both big guys, uh, no question. Um, in, in seeing uh, one of the matches that you had uh, just from earlier this year, you were in a tag team match. Uh, it was you and Dirty Deuce versus AJ and Widowmaker. And, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious uh, you're not a, uh, a 205 live prospect. You're, you're a bigger competitor. And I'm curious because a lot of people are apprehensive to get into the gear and to go out and perform in front of the crowd because of their body. So my question to you is, being a bigger guy, uh, what helped you overcome some of the apprehension of maybe not being the guy with the six-pack and, you know, kind of the the traditionally uh, uh, built professional wrestler? What helped you overcome that, and have have you faced any body shaming? Uh, throughout your career? Well, that's a very uh, loaded question because um, there's, uh, on one hand, on one hand uh, I never, there was never a question on uh, whether I was worried about being shamed or not. Uh, I, um, I was an amateur wrestler in high school, and uh, so wearing a singlet and all that stuff doesn't bother me. In fact, I, I'm more comfortable, this is going to sound really messed up, but I'm more comfortable in spandex than any other guy that I know. So, so there's that. But, um, nice. but uh, on the other hand, there is, uh, like, uh, once I got into wrestling, the fans are very vocal and they're very honest. And so they have no issue, you know, calling you fat or, uh, you know, anything, you know, along that line. And that is uh, something that does suck a lot as far as any big man. But once you get once you get past the part that uh, where it hurts, you got to get over your childhood uh, drama. And once you realize that fans are generally just having a good time, and and as long as they're reacting to you, that is the biggest the biggest thing that you can use to your advantage. If they're gonna if they want to body shame you, that's fine. Then make it your then make it advantage and use it again use it to your advantage and make it, make them react. Uh, so that's really what I, uh, how I deal with that, that side of things as far as my body issues are concerned. But the other, you know, I mean, another way I deal with it is I just try to, uh, be as athletic as I can be for my size. Well, there's, there's no question that your ability to entertain and to perform has put any doubt uh, to bed as to whether or not you're able to compete on a high level because you've been doing it uh, for a good long while now. So kudos to you for that. Um, Josie, I want to let you jump back in here with any uh, final thoughts or questions you might have. I know I have at least one more, um, but I want to give you that opportunity because I don't want to be selfish. So did you have any other thoughts or questions um, for our guests here, man? Repping North Dakota, baby. Uh, Mercer. I do. I, I, I have one final question, and then uh, I'll, I'll send it 
to you. Uh, you know, being being the uh, chancellor of Elite Wrestling Initiative, what do you hope that the fans get out of watching one of, of your shows? At the end of the night, after one of your shows, what do you hope that, that the fans get out of it? Uh, I'd say um, uh, intimacy. Fan appreciation. I don't use barricades on my shows. Uh, for one, our crowds generally aren't gigantic, but at the, on the other side, even if they are, and uh, I've been running into some issues because of it, but I, I don't care. I'm still fighting to put – I don't want barricades between me, us and the fans because uh, we offer a whole other um, side of things when they can uh, uh, interact with our wrestlers, and that's uh, what I like to uh, – encourage both uh during the match and uh, especially after the shows so uh they get to interact more with more personally with our wrestlers i feel than uh than other shows so i think that um it feels more personal to them oh i i could not agree more uh, i i myself like going to to shows that don't have uh barricades because you know of, of the fact that it's always cool especially when you're a little kid and the wrestler gets, like, thrown out of the ring, and they land, like, right at your feet. Like, that is, like, the coolest thing when you are a little kid and one of the wrestlers falls right at your feet, especially if it's one of your, your like, favorite wrestlers. All right, Renee, oh, why don't yeah. you come in with, with, with your final question, sir? No doubt. Well, you know what, Mercer? I, I think you wanted to jump in there and say something uh, before I ask my question. What, what did you want to add to what Joe said? Oh, I was just saying absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, that fan interaction is something that you guys can absolutely look forward to uh, when you attend a show run by Mercer Sage. And here's, I guess, ultimately my final question. Thank you guys for sharing the thumbs up, the hearts. Uh, For those of you that are watching live right now, uh, we really, really appreciate it. If you're listening to us on the replay, uh, whether it be through um, Podbean or um, you know, Apple Podcast, a- Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, we really, really appreciate uh, you sharing a link to the show. Uh, but my final question is this. Um, what do you anticipate will happen once the quarantine is over? Do you think the fans will be quick to flock back to shows? Or do you think it will be a progressive, people are starting to gain confidence, less fear, um, you know, in going back out to a public setting. Uh, professional wrestling is by nature uh, a, a kind of a beast where a lot of people are interacting, shaking hands, bumping up against each other, whatever. It's a, it's a physical sport, uh, um, and it's a physical form of entertainment in general. So what can you tell us as far as your perception when you look towards the future and the return of professional wrestling, how we knew it before this whole situation started to happen. I think it's going to be a, a slow build, um, and it's all going to depend on your state and how their attitudes are towards uh, uh, how the quarantine was in the first place. And if, they're, if they believe that the virus is a hoax, then the, they won't care. But if they're very cautious, then they, they may not come to the shows right out the gate. 
uh, and then there's the ones in the middle that that will that that you know that understand all the rules, they follow them, and they're cool with them, and they might be optimistically cautious. They'll come, but they'll keep their distance from uh, from people as much as they can. I'd imagine. So I think it's going to be a slow build to uh, get the crowds where they used to be. But uh, again, I think it depends state to state. And you're you're optimistic that before maybe. Like, say everything goes back to normal in the next week or two. Do you think by the end of the year you guys are going to go back uh, to the attendance that you were at before or maybe even exceed it? Are you, are you that optimistic? I don't think that uh, it's going to be back to normal in a couple weeks. I think it's going to, like I said, I think it's going to be a slow build. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, I couldn't, I can't tell you for sure if we're going to have the same crowds we had before, less or more. I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, it depends on how, um, if we get a second wave or don't. You know, I mean, if we don't get, or if we get vaccines or whatnot. You know, once the vaccines come out, I think then, uh, uh, then I think everything might go back to normal. But uh, we might have to face that this could be, there could be a new normal that we have to accept and just cautious people. It might, you know, I'm kind of uh, hoping, which is really a messed up way to hope, but I'm hoping for uh, like more Japanese practices where everyone's wearing a mask or more people than normal are in the crowds. So, I mean, I don't think that that's uh, a horrible thing. I think that uh, it's very cautious and, 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 it, and it will definitely keep spread down, for, especially for those who are very cautious. And I don't think it's a problem to be carrying around sanitizer either. But uh, yeah, I don't no. know. I I don't know if we're going to get the crowds that we used to get this year yet. It all depends on how uh, if if we get another wave or don't. If if, if uh, the the talks of the wave or the next wave are are overstated, then we 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 may very well have big crowds in wrestling again right away this uh, by the end of the year. But uh, if they are not, then uh, we may be looking at a more darker uh, look by the end of the year. So, I mean, I think it's just, it'll be a slow build either way. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna, just going to have to wait and see. There's no question about it. Well, uh, you know what, Mercer, I'll tell you, uh, it's been a very difficult time, and, and we've talked to, to other guys that are like, you know what, hit me back when everything's back in action. Give us a call when, you know, everything goes back to normal. And I'm like, you know what, this is a great time to be doing interviews. And introducing people to new promotions. And, by the way, Cody just sent me a message, and he said, hey, is it cool if I direct message Mercer and ask him about, you know, some guidance as far as finding a credible wrestling school up in North Dakota? And I said, absolutely, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. So the, 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 uh, the passion for the sport, the intrigue is still absolutely there, and I think we're very, very blessed to have somebody like you with your level of experience and your passion for the sport. Um, that you have so that it can kind of continue blossoming, right? Despite this very difficult time that we're going through, eventually it'll be over, and eventually there'll be new talent, new shows, new opportunity, and I'm glad that we could play a very, very small part in that. So, Mercer Manson, thank you very, very much. And, and you know what? Before we go, uh, I know that deep down inside of you, just like with every professional wrestler, there's like a fire, a passion that's burning uh, and, and we want to see if we can show a little bit of that here on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. Jonesy, why don't you tap into Timmy on the shoulder and let him know that we want to get into tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment. And, Mercer, it's very, very simple. Um, 
you're going to go last. Uh, Joe will go first. I'll go second. You go third. And really, it's about 30 to 45 seconds to rant about anything that you want to rant about. It, it doesn't even have to be professional wrestling related. It can be about, like, how potato chip bags are only halfway full. It can be about how all the people are stealing toilet paper. It doesn't really matter. It's all in fun. We just want to hear passion, and we want to get some heat out of you, man. Are you willing to join us? So okay, so before we start, so basically what you want is to cut a promo on the on the world or the world of wrestling or whatever, right? Yeah, That's what there you asking. go. There you go. Shoot shout back right. segment, and I can't believe we're going to get a promo uh, uh, um, uh, from, from Mercer, man, the, the, the uh, Sage King. It's it's gonna be awesome. I cannot wait. So, intern Timmy, you know what to do, baby. Go ahead and hit that music as we kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. It's just one of those days where you don't wanna wake up. Everything is everybody sucks. Okay. worry so much about the bottom line, 
I've never seen something so egregious and disgusting. And all I'm going to say to take words from uh, um, from our friend Zach Draper over at Maryland Championship Wrestling, shame on you, you price gougers, you pieces of crap. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and bring him in one more time, Jonesy. I know I've already used this today, but I think Iron Sheik is the perfect person to sum up these people that are price gouging the N95 Mac. Let's hear it. Fucking bullshit! There you go. <laughs> I like that one. Mercer, you're up to bat, brother. What is chapping your ass tonight? All right, well, here's the thing, okay? During this whole coronavirus pandemic, the one thing that's really been bothering me is how we got WrestleMania without a crowd up there. Why couldn't they postpone it? I don't see why they couldn't postpone it. Now they're out of all this money. Why not postpone it? You would have made more money if you postponed it rather than keep the ball rolling. You're not putting people at risk or anything. But, no, this has to keep this going, and, and it's just a problem with that. Here's the, better, the other part of that side. Why don't we have other sports that keep going? You know, I mean, if they're healthy, we can have crowd this professional sports because you don't really need a crowd on, on a normal or a real, quote-unquote, professional sport because the crowd doesn't interact. But in professional wrestling, you need that crowd to interact. Otherwise, it's a boring show. We need – we need crowds at professional wrestling, damn it. We don't need crowds in professional sports. Why can't we have sports? Come on. You guys, if you guys are well, why can't we just get back one, put those some cameras on it, and get these championships done, done and out? But, Vince, you shouldn't have held it on when people are scared to get sick and all that stuff. They don't want to be there. You shouldn't force them. You could have postponed WrestleMania. Shame on you. Shame wow, on you. And you know what, Josie? <laughs> That was so good, I think it deserves the cut. Hit it, Timmy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is only half of what you will get when you look up Mercer, the Sage King Sage on social media, repping North Dakota to the fullest. Mercer, before you go, man, two things. Welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family. Please tell people how they can keep following you on social media, you and your promotion. And please promise us you won't be a stranger and that you'll come back and do the show once again. Oh, yeah, this is fun. I, I, I wouldn't mind coming back again. Uh, well, it's simple. You find me on Facebook, you just uh, type in Mercer Sage. I should pop up because there's not a lot of Mercer Sages out there. Unfortunately, I don't have a, a wrestler page, so it's just my, nor- my normal page. Uh, that's what I got. You can check out uh, the Elite Wrestling Initiative on Facebook. Uh, you search Elite Wrestling Initiative. We should pop up there. Uh, then we got also, oh, by the way, we are not, we are not, by all, any means, all Elite Wrestling. Please stop messaging me, guys. Seriously, I am dead serious. Don't, I don't want any all Elite e- emails anymore. Stop it. I am not Cody. Okay, second, check out the website. It's uh, EliteWrestlingInitiative.com. The website's right there. Check it out. We're from North Dakota. I'm branded all over. Our logos don't even look like AEW, guys. Come on. All right. Then we got got, um, the the YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash capital E, capital W, capital I, Wrestling, and that is our YouTube channel. Check that out for all the videos and all that stuff. We even throw our entrance videos on there, too, so that's pretty cool, too. Uh, so we got the, the Facebook page, we got the YouTube channel, and we got the EWI website. Please check it out, guys. 
make sure you guys check it out. Jonesy, any final thoughts uh, for Mercer before we let him go? Oh, man, just uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. Just promise us that you won't be a stranger and you will come back on again sometime soon, so. Yeah, I I have no problem coming back on, guys. It was fun. I'll definitely be back. Awesome. Drop the website one more time, bro, before you go. Just one more time. I'm sorry, what now? Uh, The website, just one more time. The website is EliteWrestlingInitiative.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the conclusion of the first hour of the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee. We're going to take a very, very brief one-minute break, and we're coming back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. I don't even know if we'll have time for callers. If you've been on hold for a little while, I might try to sneak you in. I have a bunch of news that I need to share with people. Uh, If it's general managers, maybe I'll try to squeeze you in even more. But, guys, we'll be back in about two minutes, minute and a half or so, with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Do yourself a favor. Check out the new Fantasy Wrestling page at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Answer, Timmy, you know what to do. Hit the music. We'll see you guys in about a minute and 30 seconds. Peace.
Man, we're ready for the... It seems like it's been flying by, Renee. I don't know about you, but it seems like time has been flying by, so... Well, it absolutely has, Jonesy. It absolutely has. And I'll tell you what, man. I'm very, very grateful that we can continue to do the show. And I know that there's so many promoters and wrestlers out there and fans that are just dying for pro wrestling to come back. There's some pretty cool stuff that's been going on in between. I know KCXW starting to release a bunch of their audio and video here very soon. XWE is doing the same. I know Viral Pro is starting to do some things. Journey Pro here in my area starting to do some things. Joe, have you heard any news of what the promotions in your area are doing to adapt to this quarantine, man? Anything creative, anything new, anything innovative they're doing over on your side of the country uh, during uh, this uh, this pandemic? Jones, are you with me, brother? Oh, okay. You know what, guys? I just got a message. It looks like the phone lines are absolutely out of control, and we've got to get to the FWWC segment. So no more pussyfooting around. And guys, we got a solid 10, maybe 12 minutes of FWWC. So if you're going to come on tonight, come on and bring the heat. Here's the first thing that I want to say. Um, and you know what? It's perfect because it, it plays into our first guest. It is an infinite let – me, let me phrase this properly. It is something that directly impacts Infinite. This decision was made amongst the board of directors and the general managers, and it's concerning the Intercontinental Championship. Why don't we go ahead and bring on the general manager of the Infinite brand? More information over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Go to the Fantasy Wrestling tab. You guys can read all about what the group's about there. Probably the best thing going right now, especially during the quarantine. But take Westbrook. I want to talk to you about two things, and then you can say whatever you need to say. I want to talk to you about the Intercontinental Championship. And some of the changes we're going to be observing there. And then um, I want to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I got three things. I see Bell. I want to talk to you about this beat between Satan Hawks. And I want to talk to you about Bleach the Week. Where the hell did they come from? Take Westbrook. The floor is yours. Yeah. I want to know, too. Shut up. Yeah, you... Gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? So, tonight, uh, you want to talk about good. the intercontinental? That's good. Bring the heat, hey, um, ready for you, baby. So I know you were just uh, talking about the Intercontinental Championship here in the FWC. Um, you are yep. correct. Us BOD members and the general managers, we sat down, we came to the round table, we sat down, we talked. Um, here in the FWC, the Intercontinental used to be a uh, cash-in. As uh, If you were a, a current FWC Intercontinental Champion, you were able to cash it in whenever – and go for the top title on your brand at the time. Well, see, year three, we upgraded. We went from not only having two brands, we went to having three brands. So now we have three top titles. We have the FWWC Hardcore title over there on Inferno. You have the FWWC World Championship over on Rise brand, which is a new brand. We have the FWWC Warriors Heart Championship on my brand. And see, a lot of those, you, you have so many titles now, that are customized and being so top that you, you we had to sit down and think about this cash in. So we have now decided since we are going to get rid of a lot of the titles that we do have that have the WWE logo on them, so that they will show FWC logo on them. We are taking away the cash in 
power behind the Intercontinental Championship. Um, so I had to break the news to not only KOB, which is King of Bleach Style on my brand, but I broke the news to my brand uh, just recently about we are taking that power away from it. Do you have any questions? I do uh, take, um, and, and here's my thing. I know you've been here for a long time, and you remember when every belt that we used was a WWE belt. We're transitioning away from that. We're trying to become our own entity. Um, can you tell us maybe the positive and the negative side of it from your perspective? Um, the the positive is, like you said, we are going from uh, using WWE titles to the FWWC titles. We're getting them customized made that will be our entity. They will be our own company. They will be our own brand. Um, the negative I would take on the back is that because we we're such a big company as it is now, I mean, look at it. We have 11 different titles in our company, and to get each and every single title customized made, it's going to take some money. And I know not, you know, especially right now in this pandemic, not everybody has that extra little bit of money to put out towards it. So that's my only downfall for it. But at the same time, I love it because we are becoming our own our own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Our own identity. I like it. Very, very well said, Take Westbrook. Well, the other two things I wanted to ask you about, and again, I want to make sure we get as many callers in as possible. Um, just give me your thoughts on, give me your thoughts on how it felt to win round one of the brand battle. Um, tell us a little bit about the bleach the week, and then also this rivalry amongst. Uh, two of the hardest hitting superstars on your brand, uh, this beef for the European title between uh, Savior Saint, our Warriors Heart champion, and your first overall selection in the uh, 2020 FWWC draft, Hardcore Hoss. Uh, go ahead and see what you can give us on those topics. All right. Um, so the first topic you wanted me to talk about was one in the first round of year three brand battle. Um, not only am I excited, but, you know, to go from a superstar to a GM, I, I one time I won uh, year one on the what was called Red Brand. I won that whole year. Um, that was exciting for me. Then on year two, I got traded to the Blue Brand, and we didn't win it. But you know what? We, we won some rounds. So to win it like that as a superstar was phenomenal. But to be a GM and win the very first round, for I haven't, for having hardcore sis and, and heel deal telling me that I'm a nobody, that I'm just a lousy, you know, nice guys finish last. They they might have said those things, but you know what? My brand stood behind me, stood beside me, stood in front of me, and we took all the this hate and the shame that everybody was turning towards us, turned it around, put it in, in our gas tanks, put the foot on the pedal, and we ran over them, and we took round one. There's a lot more battles to go, and there's a lot more wars to be fought, and we're going to take it all away for year three. Second of all, you want to know about Bleach the Week. Bleach the Week is Sick and KOB. They are two superstars that I would have never pictured together, but they decided, you know what, to drink a little bit of that Bleacher Hall, and they formed a tag team. And I said, you know what, if you two want to run with it, let's roll with it. And uh, I'm actually surprised to see these two guys work very well in, in the ring together. Um, I can't wait to see how far they can go with, with Bleach the Week. And uh, they, they've been giving uh, Hefty Boys some run for their money 
Um, Hefty Boys, as you know, are going to be facing um, two teams from FWC Rise Brand and FWC Inferno Brand next Wednesday to face the win- the winner of that match on next Wednesday will face Heaven's Demons for the uh, FWC Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. Now, third thing uh, is you wanted to know about Saint and Hardcore Hoss. You were correct. Those two guys are very hard-hitting, and that's what I love about them. You know, I, I had to try to do something to persuade um, Saint to come to my brand, and one of the things he said was, I want to work against Hoss. And I said, you know what, if you want to work against Hoss, you can work against Hoss. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to back down. And those two have been putting a show on. And I can't wait to see the outcome of FWWC Money in the Bank here coming up in a couple of weeks. Those two, including Nightmare Jones, are, are be going for the European title that Hoss is currently carrying. And that I, I'm just, I can't wait to see it. I want to see everything that those three guys can bring. Well, Tank Westbrook, man, you know what? Those thoughts are strong, and, and there's no question about it. But I'm getting a little bit of a – wait, what? Oh, you got no me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. If you knew how many callers I have to get through before we get to the real deal, Derek Neal, okay? I got four callers, and I got about two minutes. So please, come in, make your statement, and get the hell out. And You know what? I didn't bring you up. I I know what you're going to say. You're mad. I didn't bring you up. I'm part of the European Championship. Why did you bring me up now? You know why? Because you bring yourself up every single time. I don't need to bring you up. You always bring yourself up. And you know what the truth of the matter is? Hey, hey.
something to happen to where uh, the uh, uh, KOB and Sick weren't able to compete in their tag team match. Boom. Well, you know what, Night Nation Girls, and I'm going to stop you right there, because this is how pathetic you are. You're calling them as a KOB. Dude, that's not even their name. That's not even their freaking name, Nightmare Jones. That's how disconnected you are from reality, okay? Their name is BTW, Bleach the Week. And you know what, guys, if you're anxious, I'm already getting a lot of DMs. Derek Neal will be joining us here in a little bit, um, uh, over four minutes. We're going to give him the full half hour. We promise you guys we're going to give you a little bit of overtime on the WrestleTalk podcast. But, man, these members of the FWWC, that's the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, are on fire, and it would be disrespectful for some of these folks that have been on hold now for 39 minutes. we got somebody that's been on hold here for over 22 minutes. So let's go ahead and jump into our next caller. And my, 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 is the timing appropriate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in your current intercontinental champion, the KOB, one half of the brand new tag team, Bleach the Week. KOB, you've only got a couple of seconds because we've got to get through the other callers. But what are your thoughts on everything you've heard here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast? Bringing on the KOB to talk quick is what he does. Let me tell you, Mr. Little Fucking Freak Nightmare Jones, you, sir, yes, you need to learn names. We are Bleach the Week, bud, and yes, you have to go against us. But that's what happens when you low blow people, son. You low blow people, you get put in tag team ma- or uh, handicap matches. Sorry. I am the one well, and the only KOB, and it's me, and it's me. It's KOB, and it's SIC, and we're going to kick your ass. This Friday night. All right. Well, KOB, at the risk of letting you go a little long, I want to ask this question. I know that you had some thoughts on the depreciation of the uh, Intercontinental Championship. You heard your general manager, Tate Westbrook, talk about it a little bit earlier. I think he did a very, very good job of explaining it, a good reason why you guys were able to take the W in round one. How do you feel about what's happening with the IC Championship, and are you going to let it slow you down? Mr. Night Owl, no, I am not going to let it slow me down. I understand. I am a fighting and willing and understanding man. I will just defend that belt because it is the top belt. I don't care about no Warrior's Heart. I don't care about no Hardcore. I definitely don't care about no World Champion El Diablo Hot Sauce. No, sorry. It is your boy, the Intercontinental Champion that is on top, baby. Well, it's funny that you say that. You bring up one of the other top champions in the group, and I've been instructed that there's no way in hell that we could even let this man come on without giving him the proper introduction music. I mean, seriously, I'm the host of the show, and I've been... Really? They're just going to start playing it right over me. Okay, that's fine. And I believe there's some new music coming, so if this isn't like the most updated song, boo freaking who? Okay, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the top champion of the FWWC Rise brand, the one and only El Diablo. El Diablo, you're live on the Wrestle Talk podcast. What are your thoughts tonight before we get on to the real deal representing Kentucky, baby, Derek Neal? It's the king of dick style. Oh, sorry, wrong guy. <laughs> okay, that's but gross. Anyway. Anyway, Mr. Renee, how 
I'm I'm very happy to be here. That wasn't the right music, but I love music of the sanity any day of the week. So thank you for having me, sir. Well, send us the right music, man. Stop complaining and send us the right music. You lost a million people. You're making me get a damn ball spot. It's ridiculous. It's all right. It's all right. It's just, I, I, I had a few things to address really Well, you know, Diablo, it'd be great if you got off your Metro PCS phone and your cricket phone for three seconds so we'd actually understand what you're saying. Listen, I know you're a champion. I know you deserve a certain amount of respect. But after what I saw you do to Art Murphy right now, I'm not sure I want to give you that respect, sir. Do you have any explanation for the shenanigans that happened last night? Well, you see, Art Murphy had it coming, first off. Second off, whenever it came to my match last night, I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, I didn't get any water before I started. So Bishop Big Bear happened to catch me on a bad day. Let's just put it that way. And honestly, I could care less about this pickle because I don't want any of those Goofballs, newbie, was, well, let's just say lots of cost of Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're trying to discredit Krapel? You got Krapel, who's a former champion. You got G.I. Shy, and you got uh, Mr. Swag. You got nothing positive to say about the up-and-coming stars of the group? Ah, uh, see. Actually, you did bring up one that I forgot. See, I've been so blinded by the idiotic one. Mr. Swag, I got my eye. But that's after the fact, Mr. Renee. As for Arden Murphy, let's just say he's not going to be able to walk in Friday night. Even if he tried to, it would take about, I don't know, an arm would get into the place. But let's just say I'll be waiting for him at Monday the day. If he doesn't show, well, I guess I'm just going to keep this belt a little bit longer. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Watching the ratings plummet by the moment, La Familia continues to bring down the FWWC segment. Every single week. Well, we, we got one last caller left, and, and now we're getting into Derek Neal's time, and I, I feel a little guilty. But, again, some of these folks have been on hold for over 20, 30, 40 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and close it out with the one person that I can count on in La Familia to be the voice of reason, the one person who always seems to have a level head and, and a calm demeanor, the one and only Hardcore Sis, general manager of FWWC Inferno Brand. Sis, please save the segment. We've only got a couple of seconds left. We got Derek Neal in the bullpen ready to fire off some Randy Johnson-type fastballs. Uh, pause. Please bring us back to a place of reason and common sense. I beg you. Well, first of all, good evening, Night Owl. Thank you very much. Just one word of, of thing I want to say to our intern Timmy. Intern Timmy, you always give everybody all their entrance music. I need you to download Badass Woman by Megan Trainer, and I want it played when I come on from now on. I want my that's, respect. I think that's going to get us, uh, like, uh, copyright infringement. But uh, but we can do something similar. Is that cool? 
it'll be fine. Something similar, something good, anything that says I'm bad at because that's what I am. I am definitely bad at Well, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to Bishop for winning me the second pick in the pick'em. You know, Bishop did an awesome job, and I am so proud of him. And I'm so proud of my whole team because my whole team did what we always do. We show up, we show out, and we show off. (laughs) And we are the team to beat. Now, Tank Westbrook won the first round. But, hey, even a blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while. But that's That's all right. It's totally all right because he won a battle. The war is still ongoing, and we will win the war because, as always, the Inferno team brings the heat. Well, you speaking of heat, great. Dark Horses, speaking of heat, I got one question for you, and then I'll let you close it out so we can get to our final featured guest of the evening, the real deal Derek Neal. And here it is. A lot of controversy surrounding the Hardcore Championship. You're the only general manager to hold a championship holding it over from last year. What do you say to those critics, and how are we finally going to decide what the future is for the FWWC Hardcore Championship? Well, as for the future of it, at Money in the Bank, myself, the Battle Cat, and Voorhees will be stepping in the ring for my title. That's right, all three of us will be going in a hardcore three-way bout for my hardcore title. And you know what? I don't intend to let it go very easily. They're going to have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. But if one of them should get lucky enough to win it, I will be very proud of whichever one of them it is because they are on my team. So I am more than willing to say, hey, whichever one of them wins it, you have my respect and you have my pride go that easy. So it's not going to be easy for them. As for those who hate all those haters out there, and uh, there was a gentleman just on a minute ago that said his belt was higher than all the top three. Wishful thinking, Mr. King of Bitch. But anyway. Whoa! (laughs) Okay. Hey, you know, he's a little gentleman who is still holding a title that does not have the FWWC logo on it. Mine does. But that's, that's another point. Anyway, my belt is one of the top belts, and I was the champion before I was even named as a GM. I'm not going to apologize for holding on to my title and for winning this title. I worked for it, I earned it, and I have it. And I am giving the men on my brand the chance to get it, and not a one of them are complaining about it. So the rest of you, get over yourselves because I already have. Well, and I guess it would be uh, like almost ungentlemanly of me to ask you, could you please amuse us with your cornbread catchphrase? Because it's one of my favorites. I know I'm not supposed to be a La Familia fan, but but I am a fan of the FWWC. Is there anybody that you want to give the Uncooked Cornbread Award to tonight before you sign off? Sure. How about Mr. KOB and... His GM, they both, neither one of them's cornbread is done in the middle. And you know what? Their biscuits are overburnt, too. (laughs) 
All right, our courses. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Guys, I'm so sorry. We went a little bit over on the FWWC, but that's only because we went a little bit over uh, with Mercer Sage, who was a fantastic guest tonight as well. Josie, I'm going to have you come back in here, man, because I'm very, very excited uh, to have the opportunity to interview this gentleman one more time. You know, we, we talked about kind of what we wanted to do with this tour of the United States that the Wrestle Talk podcast is hosting. We've hit a lot of tremendous states. I mean, even tonight, uh, we were in the great state of North Dakota, then we were up in Massachusetts, and those were all great. But I'll tell you what, man, uh, when you think about states that have history in the world of professional wrestling, it, it's hard to go beyond number five without bringing up the great state of Kentucky. And, and you know, we've talked to this gentleman once before. Uh, I think he was right off of the heels at an appearance over at Proving Gown Pro. Uh, shout out to Jesse Matthews and the boys over there, man. We got a lot of love, a lot of respect for them. But, man, when I thought of Kentucky, he was the very first person that came to my mind. Jonesy, the, the King's Road Slayer, is a guy who is a very much a throwback. When you see him, he feels and sounds and smells like a professional wrestler uh, that is almost timeless, right? Because you've got the new year and the flippy guys. You've got the old guys that are slow. But this guy's like kind of an in-between, but he still kind of gives you a vintage feel. And I love his passion. I love his intelligence. And more than anything else, man, I love his dedication to the sport of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is it both an honor and a pleasure to welcome back a current member of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, the one and only, the real deal, Derek Neal. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, boys. How y'all? I'm I'm just out here on my front porch in this 70 degree weather on a nice breezy Kentucky night here drinking some uh, Modelo Chiladas. Ooh, man, that sounds good. I'm enjoying it. So, so how has Derek Neal been keeping himself busy during this whole coronavirus business? Man, that's been some crazy shit, ain't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, it has. <laughs> I mean, you know, the the whole world implodes, and, uh, you know, you you hear about on the news today, they, they uh, Pentagon talks about UFOs. Joe Exotic's a world-famous world celebrity now. Man, that. That Tiger King, that was some that was some wild ass shit right there. That's some crazy uh, shit, buddy. <laughs> man, I tell you, right? Uh, it makes some of the people I've met in this business tame. I was like, holy shit! I was like, it's, by the time I got to episode episode four, I'm like, hey, you can't write shit like this, you know? Uh, exactly. But uh, I, I've, as far as uh, as far as quarantine for me here. Uh, our governor has been, uh, he's been quite strict, but, uh, you know, it's, and now, you know, everybody's got their opinions about the coronavirus and all that and how that is. I listen to it almost every day. My, my wife is a nurse practitioner. Um, you know, she's been in nursing for, for a decade next year. 
so much Renee but yeah it's, it's been really crazy with that you know and um, so for me keeping my sanity uh, I've I've been doing trying to do I've kind of been off and on I've been you know, I've been doing a lot of damn drinking you know I'll be <laughs> during my time Amen off, to but, that, uh, brother. <laughs> uh, probably the past uh, probably the past couple of weeks you know I, I've been getting more you know more into a home workout routine I've been doing that so I really I really okay. hit it hard last week just to try and keep things going, just that, uh, you know, I've got some, you know, just talking to all my buddies, man, and watching a lot of 80s All Japan wrestling. That's pretty much is what's got me through this to this point. So I, I, okay. I'm, I'm thrilled to, to even be on this, man, just to, you know, anything with wrestling, you know, it, it keeps kind of keeps my mind off of it for a little while, you know. Absolutely, sir. Um, so what I wanted to uh, talk to, to you about is, you know, you are influenced by, you know, Stan Hansen, Bruja Brody, the striking skills of uh, Misawa, and uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you about a tweet that uh, Professor Wrestler Joey Ryan put out, and, and it's something that I think that you're going to have a lot of input on. It says, give me Kenny Omega making his enhancements talent look credible and a threat over Vader taking liberties on a guy just trying to get a job. Thankful that the bully culture in wrestling has declined and that we are evolving past it. So basically what he's saying is that, you know, people like like, like Vader and Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, they would go out into the ring and they would just destroy their opponents instead of making their opponents look Look credible, and I want to know what your thoughts about that tweet. With since you have, you know, such a uh, a uh, been influenced by such a, the these big guys like Vader, Stan Hansen, and Bruiser Brody. Well, the thing with Stan, and and I've heard Stan say it a lot. Uh, the only reason why he was ever snug like that, he could barely see two feet in front of his face. You know, his eyesight was horrible, and he's he's admitted that a lot over the years. So. Um, I, and I mean, I think you know. I, for me, I like to I like to wrestle in the ring a little snug. You know, that's that's just me. It makes me feel alive. Um, I, I don't think that was always the case. I mean, there's a guy I know named uh, Todd Morton, good friend of mine. He did a lot of enhancement matches in WCW in the '90s, and even wrestled Vader. And Vader took care of him the whole time on a on a Saturday Night tape yeah. years ago. I, I think the situations are a little different. You know, I think maybe at times, you know. Guys might might get roughed up a little bit if if they kept blowing blowing spots or not listening, but you know I don't I don't think they would purposely take liberties on people. I you know I don't know. I mean it's for me you know if yeah. if I'm if I'm not there in that moment knowing what's going on, how can I say that's what's going on? You know what I'm True. saying? I, I mean I, I so. Yeah, that's just my thinking. Um, and, uh, you know, and 
I mean, as far as with uh, with Kenny, now I I actually know the know a kid. Uh, I know the kid that he worked with last week. His name's Alan Angels. He's out of Georgia. Uh, you know, he's. I don't know if you guys watch AEW, but he was he he re, he worked with Kenny recently on AEW. We that do. kid yeah. is fucking amazing. Amazing. He is. Kids, Fantastic. so good. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm glad to see, you know, with with this quarantine, you know, it has passed on some unique opportunities to guys, you know, and some of them I know, you know, like I, I wrestled on shows with Alan in uh, Alabama. You know, he's very nice, very respectable, hard worker, hella talented. Uh, another guy out of, out of Atlanta, I, I met him when I first tried out for Ring of Honor, Matt Sales, you know, I mean, he's, I, I love his I love his deal. He, he's he's constantly putting out content all the time. He's an entertaining wrestler and he can work good in the ring. And then you know you got Pineapple Pete, Shug D. I've I've known Shug for quite some time now, man. I'm just glad to see guys I know. You know, actually, they're getting to make something out. I mean, I know the the situation is shitty as I get out, but I mean they're yep. they're able to make make the best of it. You know, and they're they're doing good things with themselves. And you know, I'm proud of all three of those guys. But yeah, as back to the taking the liberties thing on, I'm not going to sit there and say it hasn't happened in the business. I mean, it has, and it all and it oh, hasn't. Sure. You know, you know what I mean. I mean that's that's happened ever since wrestling has started. You know, I mean it was at mm-hmm. times. I mean it was a very carny, carny business. In some places you go, it still is. I mean it just kind of depends where. I think it's I think it's getting a, a little better on that front. You know, but uh, but yeah, like for for that man, like. I, those guys just work naturally snug or stiff if some, as some guys call it. But, you know, it's, uh, I, as far as taking liberties, man, I can't really say unless I was there or, or knew somebody who was. So, I, but I mean, you know, we, we, we also, we also all know the story of, you know, Vader was kind of hard to work with at times from stories you just heard through lore and, and everything else. But, you know, I mean, he even tried Paul Orndorff, and we we heard how that turned out. You know. Well, Josie, Josie, and Derek, can I jump in on this real quick? And let me let me sure, just say sure. this, and call me old school. You know, I'm I'm a Mexican kid raised in South Florida, so I have some old fashioned values uh, that I kind of still live by, and they've served me very very well in most cases. Number one, how dare you talk about a man that can't defend himself? That's true. Okay. If they are dead, Vader is not here to stand up for himself and make a case for himself. So, number one, that's bullshit. And, and number two, Jason Klein, checking in from the great state of St. Louis, uh, or the great city of St. Louis, um, made a great point. He feels, and, and I don't want to continue to speculate on this. I'm just giving my thoughts and then we can move on. Joey Ryan cool. is looking for employment. And how do you do it? You pander. To me, that's what that felt like. It felt disingenuous, and it felt like pandering. And really, the cherry on top is, why don't you talk about somebody who's working today, not a guy that can't freaking defend himself? Because, yeah. you know, Leon White, uh, who I've heard on various uh, shows, uh, including the Stone Cold Podcast, seemed like the type of guy that only wanted the professional wrestling sport to grow beyond his time in the sport. So despite what you might have heard, okay, from Dave Meltzer or whatever the hell, okay, don't jump to the to, to conclusions. Derek said it perfectly. How can I pass judgment on something that I wasn't there to witness? So let's be mature and let's 
be honest, and if you're looking for a job, just say you're looking for a job. You don't have to go and resort to bullshit like this. Just my thoughts, gentlemen. Please continue. Oh, yeah. I, I totally, totally, totally agree. Now, uh, now, Derek, you have, yeah. have done so much. I mean, you're known as the real deal. You're known as the king's road slayer. You, you, you were trained by the headliner, Chris Michaels. What was it like being trained by Chris Michaels? Man, it was... Uh... It, it was it was a little different, you know. Like you know, most guys go to a wrestling school. You know, it, it wasn't nothing like that around here where I was from. Um, I mean, I had local shows here, but uh, you know, I, I, I when I met Chris, I, I'd travel with him sometimes. You know, and wherever there was a ring, man, I'd go and I'd work out, and you know, I'd help out. You know, I'd tear down the ring. I'd do all that. You know, and just uh, over the you know over time, that's what I did. I traveled with him every weekend. Sometimes we, you know, sometimes we, it would only, you know, it'd be two towns real close. And sometimes, you know, it'd be one town close, the other town, you know, pretty good ways away. It just kind of depend on the schedule. But um, essentially that's what I did until I was a few months in where, you know, I could have perform a basic match. And then um, even after I could perform a basic match, I mean, shit, I was, I was still training for another three years. I, I still work out in the ring when I get a chance even at, you know, being in 17 years, you never stop learning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, you know, uh, exactly. uh, Bull Payne told me this years ago, you know, if you, if you think you, if you think you know it all, you should just untie your boots and just fucking hang them up. Cause there's nothing else to learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I could so, not yeah. agree more. Professional wrestling is a business that, 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 that you never, Stop learning. There are people that have been wrestling for 25 years and are still learning things in professional wrestling every single day. But I don't want to be a hog and take up all of the uh, time there, Neil. So I'm going to go and throw it over to my co-host, Renee, because I know he has a bunch of questions. So take it away, Renee. No no doubt, no doubt. And, and you know what? I'll say this. Um, even if we can't get all the questions in the night, which I, I'm sure we could do a whole hour and not get done because Derek's such a uh, interesting fella. Uh, but Derek's been very approachable, like, in getting him set up for the show. He seemed real excited, and that's always great for me because I'm like, hey, look, I, I don't want to pull your teeth to, uh, to come on the show. But Derek was nothing like that. He was like, hey, absolutely, dude. Thank you for choosing me to rep the, the Kentucky. I'm very proud of where I'm from or whatever. So he totally dug the whole 50 states deal that we're doing here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and lead it off there. I know that as much as you're involved with the sport today, you also appreciate and love the history of pro wrestling, uh, Derek Neal. So I guess here's my very first question. Can you talk to us a little bit about the influence of the great state of Kentucky on the professional wrestling world dating back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, however far back you can go as far as your knowledge base goes. But I think people really need to understand that some of the stuff that you guys see the guys do today on Monday and Friday and on Sunday night, some of this stuff was being done in Kentucky back in the 60s and 70s. I know Derek's maybe got a little bit more perspective on that than I do being from the state, so I'd love for you to talk about wrestling in Kentucky and the influence that it's had on professional wrestling overall, man. Can you share that with us? Yeah, I mean, I I could talk a little bit about that. I mean, going back to, uh, you know, going back, going back some decades, you know, um, there's, 
there's a few guys I knew that actually worked for uh, Angelo Papo when he ran the, his territory here in Kentucky. Um, for those who don't know who Angelo is, that, that is actually Macho Man, Randy Savage's father. Uh, he, he actually uh, ran in opposition against uh, USWA or Memphis during, you know, during their time that they were running. But, like, I, I got lucky, man. I got to work with, uh, you know, uh, Tony Falk. That was a guy I got to work with and wrestled for in Nashville. And, you know, he, he wrestled for, for Angelo Poffo, but he also worked for the Von Erics and World Class. And, you know, he worked in Memphis. You know, he's, he's, had, he's put his stamp on the business, you know, during the territory days. Another guy I really got to work a lot with that, that I really enjoyed. His name was uh, his name was Doug Doug Vines, and uh, he was in a he was in a tag team. I, I believe they was called Barroom Brawlers for the Poffos. Um, but you know, and then you, I'm trying to think of who it is. Tom Ernesto Jr. is who it was. I can't remember what he what he went by. You know, working for Angelo, but. I even got to work with him, and you know, and and uh, took direction from him when he was a booker. You know, and you know his his brother is you know, you know his brother's Tom Jr. and his dad's Tom Tom Ernesto Senior. You know that's you know that's a big that's a pretty big deal right there. You know to me anyway. You know as far as the the family lineage that that uh, Tim was a part that's Tim's a part of. But um, I mean there's all that. I mean you got that. You got you got you got Jimmy Cornette. You know I I know that's a lot of mixed reviews there. You know as far as <laughs> as far as we him, enjoy but shenanigans, I, right, Joe? We, we enjoy those shenanigans. We like it. <laughs> but uh, but in that but in that era, I mean, he was uh, during his during his era, he was the man. You know, he was one of the best managers in wrestling. Um, you know, and, I mean, no I do listen to his I do listen to his podcast. You know, I'm not, and I I don't agree with everything he says, but you know, when when he does have when I do see that he has points, he's dead on. You know, no no doubt about it. And uh, you know, and Hillbilly Jim's from my town. I know he's built from Mudlick, Kentucky, but hell, I, he went to Bowling Green High School right here, where I, you know, where I did. You know, he graduated in like '78 or something like that. But you know, he's he's from right here in Bowling Green. Um, I've got to talk wrestling with him a little bit. You know, n- not a whole lot, but I mean, it's not it's not only guys like that. I mean, uh, Gypsy Joe was a big part of Kentucky wrestling history. You know, decades back. You know, I, I got, to share the ring with, got to share Old the ring school. with Joe, and oh man, that's awesome. as tough as they come. That's probably the <laughs> toughest man I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree. Gypsy Joe is is a insanely tough man. Any guy that can face somebody like like New Jack and like he take getting hit with baseball bats as hard as he could and still walk away he kept and like up. like like. Yeah, he kept getting up. Like, I mean, I was amazed. And, and, and he wasn't facing a young guy. He was facing, like, Dipsy Joe was, like, in in his probably 60s. And he was still, like, yeah, yeah, Dipsy Joe was probably, it, man. <laughs> yeah, he was he's 60s or, or maybe even 70s during that time. You know, when I worked with him, I know he mm-hmm. was into his 70s. And that was when I, when I wrestled him. It was 2009. I was only, like, 23 or 24. I still scared death. I scared shitless. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, was, was, was no joke. 
but he was he was he was a damn good guy though i mean he really was you got to know him uh you you really had a friend for life and joe um you know we we you know a lot of us that know him really well you know we we still really miss him a lot you know he was funny but man he was so much fun in the back i always always loved always loved dressing with him in nashville you know i'd always dress around the same area with him and you know talk to him he'd tell me stories I miss a lot of guys like that, man. Like, even when I was in, not not even talking about Kentucky, because you know I got my start in Tennessee because I was I was too young to wrestle here because of the commission. So you know, I was actually seven, 17 years old and started out in uh, you know northern northern Tennessee, northern Middle Tennessee, and Nashville. You know that's where I got my start. And I mean, you know, you'd see guys like Gypsy Joe or like Corsica Joe. You know, that was somebody else I, that I that I miss seeing. He'd come hang out in the locker rooms with us. You know, you just don't you don't get to see guys like that no more, man, and and talk to them, and and it's not. And then when you listen to a story, hey, we, hey, you know, we still got Tracy Smothers though, Derek. We, hey, yeah, Tracy I, was, I, I was I was about to I was about to get there. Dude, let me tell you, he was on the show three weeks ago from the effing emergency room. This dude had tubes up his nose, up his mouth, up his ass. He was still on the show, dude. These Southern boys, man, I'm telling you, they're tougher than nails, and that's why can't I keep them down. love guys like that. I love you them. can't keep them down. That's another guy. Nope. I hadn't got to see Tracy in a while. And uh, we'll see a lot. Uh, Tracy is actually within my training lineage as, lineage as a wrestler. He trained my trainer. Tracy did. So, you know, that's another guy. It, it's just not sort like you get told stories, but. It ain't it ain't always about wrestling, man. Sometimes you know it's a life lesson. You know what I mean? I I could I could count on my hand right now. You know, listening to Ricky Morton talk and and how many times I walked out of there not learning something about you know the locker room or you know maybe something in a match. But hell, I learned something about life as a pro wrestler. You know what I mean? And I've learned the same from Tracy too over time. You know I, I you know it's. I really love those guys, man. You know, I wish I saw guys like that more. You know what I mean? No school like the old school. No, no school like those. Well, you know what? You're gonna love this, um, Joe. And, and I hate to interrupt a wonderful interview because, but, but I think it's absolutely worth it. So there, there's a group of guys uh, that are getting together, and I know you know the name John Cosper. Uh, they're doing something yeah. special for the fans coming up here in a couple of days. Jonesy, why don't you drop that info real quick before I jump in with my last couple of questions uh, for the real deal, Derek Neal, man. Uh, I, I want to make sure the fans have this information because if you need wrestling, you miss it, and you respect and love the old school stuff, this is right up your alley and it's absolutely free. Joe, why don't you drop the info for the, the listeners tonight? Sure. Uh, on May 2nd and 3rd, eastleaguewrestling.com, uh, in collaboration with WAHW, which is Walking on Hot Waffles Publishing, we'll be presenting Wrestling Bookmarks CobraCon, which is a free two-day online pro wrestling experience. You're going to have the opportunity to, to talk to guests such as uh, uh, Sonny from the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, Bill Aftel, Sid Vicious, Hurricane Help, Lanny Poffo, Nasty Boy, Brian Nobbs, Sabu, Just Incredible, the Quentin Central Stub Muffin, Joe Gertner, Mr. Hughes, Gangrel, Typhoon, Dutch Mantel, ODB, and many more. 
And plus, Diamond Dallas Page will be being, be making a special appearance as well. Saturday, May 2nd is from 9 a.m. until midnight Eastern Time. And Sunday, May 3rd is from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to it live at, at www.facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling bookmarks and on Fight TV. So you can see all them old school wrestlers and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. And it's for free. free. For free. Just tell them. Yeah, ho- holy, holy shit. What a lineup. That's awesome, right? right? For free, bro? You can't right. beat that. Yeah, you can't beat that. Can't beat that. Well, you know what? And I hate I hate to bring the vibe down because it's been such a, a great vibe. I feel like we're all sitting on Derek Neal's porch drinking a cold beer, you know, seven-degree weather, middle of Kentucky, man. I, I really do. But I'm going to bring the mood down a little bit because I think it, it, it's a do the worth uh, – it, it's due the right amount of respect. And this past week, ladies and gentlemen, we lost a gem. We lost a gem of the professional wrestling world, a guy who had a heart for professional wrestling, but particularly wrestling in the great state of Kentucky. Some of you guys may recognize the name. Maybe some of you guys won't. But there was a gentleman by the name of Scott Bowden um, that did some work here in Kansas City. Did some work here in Kansas City uh, for the NWL and then left and wanted to stay connected to the business, so he started Kentucky Fried Wrestling, one of my personal favorite shows, uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast, Stone Cold, Jericho Podcast, and a few others are what I listen to every single week. Uh, Big Shaq Podcast is also very good. Shout out to Rudy Gonzalez from TWA for being here. Uh, love you, bro. Always love you checking in. Uh, arriba la raza, like always. But, ladies and gentlemen, we lost Scott Bowden. Make sure you look him up. Uh, legendary guy uh, going back to Memphis and some of the stuff with Lawler. We're going to go ahead and hit the 10-bell salute, and we're going to say, you know, some, some words uh, about uh, Scott, you know, whether you knew him or not. Um, I'm going to tell you guys for sure he's a huge contributor uh, to the sport of professional wrestling, whether you guys are aware of it uh, or not. So, intern Timmy, please do me a favor and go ahead and hit that 10-bell salute. Thank you, listeners, for observing that moment of silence and that 10-bell salute in honor of Scott Bowden of Kentucky Fried Wrestling. Um, Derek, I know that's a tough transition, man, but any thoughts on Scott and his contributions to professional wrestling, particularly in the uh, great state of Kentucky? Um, I, I, I don't really remember too much about, like, Kentucky, aside from, like, Kentucky Fried Wrestling, but... But I, I do remember, you know, like what what he had to contribute to as far as uh, USWA. There, um, Tennessee, correct. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's it is a complete travesty. I mean, he, you know, I, I thought he was uh, he was a very unique talent for sure. Um, unfortunately, uh, never never got to meet him in person. 
um, would have been nice to have. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the the post made by Kevin Lawler. You know, when when it was announced that uh, that he was gone. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's just a complete tragedy, no doubt about it. He, how old was he? He was only like what forty eight or something like that. Yeah, bro, he wasn't even fifty years old, and, and you guys might have yeah, heard that's just... Travis Scott about it out from the Memphis yeah. days with Lawler. Just just YouTube. Uh, his name, and, and I guarantee you, you're gonna you're gonna be left with something that you're gonna remember. For, I mean, everything the guy did was memorable. Uh, so, so thank you for sharing those thoughts, Derek. And I know that he was from Kentucky, but you know, claim to fame was over in, in Tennessee. I just want to make sure that we hit on that. I felt like it was it was very appropriate considering uh, that we're shining the light on the great state of Kentucky. Uh, Joe, oh, any thoughts uh, on, on on your behalf? Um, just you know, I. Never uh, got got to meet the uh, guy, but just, you know, hearing stories about him and, you know, his contributions, you know, he's definitely going to be uh, missed, and my thoughts and prayers go out to his family, man. It's just, it stinks. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and it's tough to transition out of that, but we're going to go ahead and, and try and do that. So, Derek, we're, we're going to – Kind of pick up the energy here in just a few moments when we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Uh, but I did have a couple of more questions, so uh, here we go. The first one is: I know you're a family man, and um, one of the things that I always find very interesting is because of how much you guys are on the road, uh, weekends, sometimes even weekdays, doing what you love on top of what you do for a living. How have you managed to strike a balance between your professional wrestling career? And your family at home. How have you uh, How have you managed that? I'm I'm curious. Uh, starts with no sleep. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> no <one>. doubt. <laughs> um, I, I know. I know. It was. It was. Uh, you know, last year before. You know, when, you know when we last spoke. But uh, we we actually uh, had a had another son in January. So now I got a I got a stable. You know, I, I got four now. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? You think you think I you think I'd figure out how that works by now, but uh, but yeah, he was uh, yeah, our boy, he was born January eighth, so you know, du- you know, during that time, you know, I I, I took time off to be at home because you know my my wife had to have uh, she did have to have a cesarean done, so she was down and out there for a little bit, but uh, I mean, really, it's just it's sacrifices of sleep, really, is what's got me through it, um. You know, I, I'll kind of give you a little rundown. I did the. This is a nice. This is a really cool company. You know, check them out, please. They're called uh, New South Pro Wrestling, and uh, they're they're based out of Alabama. Um, this was the weekend of the house tournament. Whenever when we had the we had that uh, the heart of Southern Sixteen tournament, it was uh, and as a tournament, I actually actually uh, went all the way in that tournament. Um. And it was March sixth and seventh, so it was just shortly before you know all the lockdown stuff started happening. So you know, I go down there on a Friday, I wrestle, I stay over, and then uh, I, I wrestle there Saturday night. I get home, I get back home to Kentucky about four a.m. And then you know, I got my my two older kids. You know, they play travel sports. You know, so I had to run one of them uh, to uh, what's called Brentwood, Tennessee. It's about an hour and a half south of me. So I got in about 4 a.m., slept about three hours, got up, we got food. We, we went down there, we played the soccer game. 
But on the way back, there's another local promotion about 30 minutes south of me in Franklin, Kentucky, and it's actually called New South Championship Wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, James Carver's the, James Carver's the promoter, and I mean they got hell of good talent that come in there all the time. You know, guys like Cash Flow, Damian Wayne, you know Chase Stevens. Uh, my, my trainer Chris Michaels wrestles there regularly, and uh, I, I literally stopped up there long enough just to cut a promo for TV with the kids and then head on home. <laughs> so that was my weekend from <laughs> Friday it. to Sunday. I do that a lot, you know. Um, now on the farther trips, you know, uh, you know, usually my, my wife will, will kind of have to make the sacrifices for me. Um, if I'm, if I'm gone, uh, very far, especially if it's like a, you know, like proving ground pro or, you know, or if I'm, if I'm wrestling like, you know, uh, further along in Ohio or, you know, Indiana, way northern Indiana, or, you know, places like that. You know, usually, you know, if it comes down to have games or something, we kind of make it work. Uh, but, I mean, it all comes with a supportive family, too. You know, that, that comes with a great deal of it. Uh, when I broke in this business, I was only, you know, I, I think uh, it was about maybe a year and a half before I got married to my to my wife. We've been married 14 years. <clears throat> well, actually, it might be two years. We got married in 2006, so... Uh, don't get yourself in we, trouble now. Don't don't get know, yourself man. in trouble now. <laughs> Be careful. I take back. When we when we when we started dating, it was 2004. There we go. Okay. And then, uh, but, man. but she's she's uh she's you know she's still been here you know all these years you know it'd be 14 years we've been married and we we've been together for over 15 years uh, just this past December. And uh, so it, it takes that, you know, and I, you know, luckily my parents, you know, support it. My mom always has, my dad is kind of, you know, not so much until I finally wrote my dad into coming to a wrestling show. He's never really a big fan, you know, but I, but I roped him into coming and then, you know, he's all about me doing it now. You know, he thinks it's pretty damn cool, but, um, but yeah, that's, a, that's cool. a big thing too. Supportive, supportive family. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that, no sleep. That's pretty much what uh, gets me to be able to do what I do. Hey, there's the ticket, you greenhorns. you got to have a great family support system, and you got to be willing to hit the road and uh, and sacrifice a lot of sleep is what it sounds like. And, and you know, you kind of earn the nickname, uh, Derek, you know, the King Road Slayer. You're killing those miles. We, we You know, we started off, kicked off with some Johnny Cash, so you're, you're obviously living the gimmick, and I know that's part of, the intimidation factor. I've seen you come out with the, with, you know, kind of with the leather strap and the black trunks, black boots, long hair, that, that nasty look on your face. And I think that's why you've resonated with so many fans, both uh, young and old. So listen, as we attempt to wrap up tonight's show, I know I've got some homework to do. I got to look up Gyp- Gypsy Joe versus New Jack. I got to look up Doug Vines. Oh my goodness. I hope you guys on the Wrestle Talk podcast are also taking notes because not only are we here to entertain, we're also here to educate. So if you're only watching WWE right now, that's great. They got a good thing going. They're doing a great job keeping things going. But, man, if you're not up on everything else in the world of professional wrestling, in my opinion, you're absolutely missing out. So with that said, Derek, we want to play in to your competitive nature tonight. And I uh, think it's only appropriate that Nightmare Jones, since you ducked a bullet last week, uh, against the uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. No, was it? No, no, it was the guys from Paradigm Pro. They went against each yeah. other. You were supposed to be in the trivia challenge. So guess what? Tonight, the one and only Nightmare Jones versus the King Road Slayer. 
Derek Neal in a little bit of a trivia challenge. The question is, are we going to get a little West Virginia versus Kentucky action going right here, right now on episode 295? What's up, um, gentlemen? Are you game or are you is game? It, is it have, does it have to do with McDonald's? Because if it no, does, the then I've got this in the bag. I'll make no, it, no, I'm sorry, Joe. It's got nothing got to, to do with McDonald's. <laughs> so wait a minute. So if the topic is McDonald's, you're confident. Anything else, you're not confident? Is that what you're telling me? If it's McDonald's, I'm confident. Just like like if we did a Best of Talk Podcast game show challenge about tacos, would you not be be confident in 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 that challenge, Renee? I guess you're right, Jonesy. I guess you're right. That, that's fair. That's fair. Well, you know what, Derek? Nightmare Jones, it sounds like a challenge to me. Are you ready to go one-on-one with the one and only Nightmare Jones tonight? Man, I've, I've had a little bit to drink, but I'll give it my best shot. Hey, I'm pretty sure Nightmare Jones has too. Except, except, he's, except he's drinking Red's Apple Ale. So, and you're drinking Modelo. All right? <laughs> That's Modelo so time, Vinny, man. You know what to do. Ain't no doubt about it. It doesn't matter what you're drinking as long as you're drinking, baby. Answer Timmy, you know what to do. Go ahead and hit that music so we can close out episode 295 with tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Oh, yeah. By the way, 
Um, tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast category is short-term WWE champions. I will give information okay. about three. I will give information about three famous professional wrestlers who held the WWE championship for less than 24 hours. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please simply shout out your answer. The first person again to score two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Are you guys clear on that as well? Yes. Yes. So it's less than twenty four hours. Yeah, that's that's the topic. Correct. The people who held right. uh, the championship for less than twenty four hours. You guys good with that? Yep. Yeah, let's go. All right. Hold on. I'm asking. Uh, uh, the members of the WrestleTalk family, um, who they think is going to win, Nightmare Jones or Derek Neal. Let's see if we can get some feedback. So as we wait for that feedback, let's go ahead and get on to question number one. This professional wrestler and 2019 WWE Hall of Famer won both won and lost the WWE Championship at WWE No Mercy 2007. He was recently recognized on SmackDown for 25 years in the WWE. Checking with the judges. Correct. That is the correct answer. Nightmare Jones. You have the correct answer. Very, very quick. Good job. Good job. It sounds like. Uh, uh, the, the volunteer country is coming out on top of question number one, but you know what? We still got two questions to go, and here it is: question number two. On July twenty fifth, twenty eleven, this professional wrestler won the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw, defeating The Miz, and lost the WWE Championship to John Cena later that evening. Over the course of his career, this wrestler has competed in both WCW, ECW, and Lucha Underground. He also competed in WCW, both with and without the mask. Please name him. Name the studio. No. Ding, 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 that is correct. Nightmare Jones, you have answered the question uh, correctly. I did the job. All right. I did the but job. But you know what? But you know what? This challenge is not over yet because the last question is particularly difficult and is worth two points. Derek Neal, what? you're not out of this just what? yet. That's right, Nightmare Jones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Man. Here's, que- here's question number three. WWE Survivor Series in 2015, this wrestler defeated Alberto Del Rio and Dean Ambrose to win the WWE Championship. However, that is incorrect. However, he lost the WWE Championship when Sheamus cashed in his Money in the Bank contract. Roman Reigns. Believe that. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Derek Neal has come back and tied the game. We have one question left. Oh, my gosh. If I had any nails, I would have bit him off right now. Here's the last one, gentlemen. <laughs> you and me about. both, man. 
I'm sweating over here. Woo, brother. Talk about <laughs> building to a finish. Here is the final question. Again, as soon as you know the answer, shout it out. In the last question, this member of the Shield both won and lost the WWE Championship at WWE Money in the Bank 2016. Dean uh, that is incorrect. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Your winner with the most miraculous comeback in what? Wrestling no, Talk Podcast Game Show no. Town history. No. The one no. and only. That's no. right. The one and only. No. The one and only. No. The one and
Man, if I go yeah. to Huntington, I got to go to Cantan. Man, that place is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got to make might that happen. That, I might, I might take that one under advisement. Then I might do that myself. But next time I go out that way. Um, so good. I just want to make, I just want to throw a few plugs out there, man, if I can, if that's all right. Well, oh, absolutely. Well, listen, that, that's how we close out every show, Derek. We, we want to thank you for being a part of the show. We want to thank you for being a, a loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family. And we want to go ahead and just give you an open mic, man. Is there anything you want to tell us about uh, social media, upcoming shows, uh, where people can support you uh, during kind of the quarantine? This is your time, man. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you know, you can follow me. You know, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Derek Neal. Um, I'm I'm getting a little full on the friends request, though, but I might turn that page, page into public or create a fan page. I'm not sure yet. I probably should have done the fan page thing forever ago. But uh, on Twitter, you know, I've been I've been using Twitter a lot, so you can follow me uh, at uh, Derek Neal 91. Um, as far as the wrestling goes, man, if you guys have an independent wrestling TV subscription – you know, check out, uh, you know, like, you know, New South Wrestling, man. There's so much damn good talent on, on that, uh, you know, that wrestled for that company. And they bring in a lot of good talent, too. But I want to give a shout-out to guys like Chris Crunk, uh, Donnie Janela, um, Adam uh, Adam Priest, uh, definitely Cabana Man Dan, you know, and there's some good young guys, too, you know, Two Fly Tie, guys like that, man. Try to find them on Twitter, too, man. Is that they're all, They've been putting out content and stuff like that. You know, during all this crazy time right now, you know, and I really wanted to mention them guys, man, and just that company in general, because I mean, they're, you know, they they put on some of the best shows in the South, in my opinion, in professional wrestling on the independent level. And then, you know, and, and as far as like my Kentucky guys, man, you know, uh, I want to give a shout out to my to my boy out in Paris, Kentucky, man. He, you know, he just got signed with Impact Wrestling late last year. Legendary Larry Larry D. You know, you can find him on Twitter. Um, and then, uh, you know, wrestling a Revolver. couple other good. I saw him at yeah, a Wrestling yeah. Revolver show in yeah. Iowa. Love Larry. He's great, man. This dude, he's a man. He, he had the whole building shaking, Derek. He is a monster. Oh, he's a man. Was, I'm, so, was, I'm Larry, so happy he is for a man. man. You guys do your research. So I want to give a shout-out to him. Uh, another guy, uh, Brandon Taggart, he's from that area. Uh, he, he wrestles uh, in the same in the same home promotion up there in Kentucky that Larry does. Uh, he's also he's wrestled a lot of shows for Evolve last year. Hell of a talent. Another one that's very good. His name's Austin Tyler Morris. ATM. Look him up. Uh, you know, uh, and that and that wrestling promotion up there is very good as well. It's called Primetime Wrestling. BTW. Really good stuff. And I also want to plug, obviously, New South Championship Wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, James Carver. Man, he runs a hell of a a hell of an event. You know, that's that's kind of my place that I call. That's what I call my home promotion. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm damn proud to be a part of it. Um, so I just wanted to put those guys out there too, man. You know, not, not only just me, uh, you know, and if, and just any, you know, any wrestler, man, if you can support them in any way, especially during this, during this time, man, cause you know, there's some of us, this is how, this is how they make their living. You know, for me, this is, this is not my primary source of income, but you know, it, it is a supplementary source of income. So, I mean, I'm hurting a little bit, but nowhere near as bad as, as these guys that do it full-time for a living. So, you know, check out Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you know, I know there's there's some other, you know, uh, query them about buying their merch, even if they don't have a store. You know, some of them don't, you know, and they just they sell it on their own and, and ship it on their own. 
you know, just reach out to them, man, to buy eight by 10, a t-shirt, uh, you know, a DVD, if they got it, you know, support, you know, independent wrestling TV. I mean, they're, they're doing some great things, playing a lot of, you know, playing a lot of great live stream content for all the, for all the fans and stuff. And I mean, it's over 5,000 re- hours of wrestling, you know, on there. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you could, you could see me on there from, you know, new South wrestling, uh, you know, paradigm pro wrestling. I, you know, I, I wrestled up there some, uh, pro wrestling freedom. You know, there's a lot of the content is still, is still up there. And then even some of the, some of the older, uh, IWA mid South stuff, you know, and, you know, I had a couple of runs there, you know, uh, you know, they, they've got content up there now, too, where they have the partnership with Smart Mark Video. So go and check it out. Lastly, buy Tracy Smothers' book. For real. I'm telling you. I got to buy That's me a right. copy still. Written by buy. John Cosper. Hey, written by John Cosper. And if you reach out to John, you can get one with Tracy and his autograph at the same time. What an honor and a pleasure, Derek. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Again, that's at DerekNeal91 on Twitter. Just look up Derek Neal on Facebook. Uh, just follow us on the Facebook uh, um, the fan page or at WrestleTalkPodcast.com for more information on everyone and everything that you've heard here tonight on got, episode 295 of the show. I got one last thing, too. Uh, Proving Ground Pro, they've actually been putting out a lot of content, too, on their uh, YouTube channel. Check it out. There's a lot of good stuff on there. There's been there's a there's a couple of bangers between me and old Jake Durden on there. If you want to see some hard hitting, you know, old fashioned Kings Road style oh, wrestling. Or, hey, shout out Check to it. Jesse Matthews and those boys over there. Then we did a show in Southern Illinois in the middle of a little town square. Bro, Derek, you were at that show. We were in the locker room together. Yeah. There it was Mike Outlaw. Four hundred people. Dude, that's right. You wrestled Mike Outlaw and KLD yeah. went against uh, Dirty Jake Durden that night. There yes. was easily over 400 to 450 people at that show. Derek Neal is a big-time guy. So whenever this shit goes away once and for all, okay, make sure you look up Derek Neal and everything he's got going on, man. Blessings to you. Blessings to your family, your beautiful wife. Thank her. Tell her we said we appreciate her service. And, brother, promise us you will not be a stranger. Oh, definitely not, man. I love you guys. Thanks for having me on, man. I, you know, I, I – also, you know, best wishes for y'all's health, too, during this crazy time. You got it, Derek. You have a good night. Josie, say good night to Derek Neal, baby. Oh, man, Derek, thanks for coming on the show. Like I said, uh, one day I'll make my way down to Kentucky and, and uh, catch one of your your shows. So it's been a, a, a honor. It's been a privilege. And please come back again, sir. Hell, yeah, man. We'll do for sure, man. I love you guys. Thank you. Y'all have a good night, all right? Yep, Bless you, brother. Peace. Uh, Peace. Uh, man. Woo! What a Wrestle Talk podcast, man. It seems like Tom just Another incredible show. Joe, and, and you know what? I know you're not happy, bro, but that was by far one of the most entertaining game show challenges that we've ever done. Like, the suspense, like, was totally worth it. Like, I, I hope that you agree with that. And, bro, and that's what we try to do yeah. here, man. We're trying to raise the bar, but we're trying to be the very best that we can be on the WrestleTalk podcast, man. And I'll tell you what, bro, as we continue to, to creep towards episode 300, I could not be any prouder to call you my partner, man. You're a great dude. You're a better person. 
and I can't wait to play more Red Dead Redemption with you a little bit later tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Episode 295 is over. Remember to visit our website. That's www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. Okay, podcast. Oh, my gosh, this doesn't fit. .com. Okay, I know that looks super crazy. I love you. I'm trying to put it on the screen. .com. Make sure you guys support us. Make sure you grab a mug. Half of the profits go to your favorite wrestler, promotion, or charity. Let us know because you know what? Pro Wrestling is making a comeback like never before, and the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Jonesy, is going to be here to cover it all, whether you guys like it or not. That's it, baby. We're done. Have a good night. Have a great evening. Have a great rest of the week. Grace and peace to everybody, man. Jonesy, say good night because we are out of here, baby. It's over. It's done. Hit the music. Peace.